Hey, Dopey Nation. I hope you're doing well. And I'll see you at DopeyCon 2 this weekend. And stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles for Chris. And hopefully we'll be together in 2022. If not then, 2023. And if not then, 2034. I'll be in a wheelchair. You got a cigarette? <laughs> May I see your driver's license and registration? Uh, certainly. What you doing? Two and chocolate. Where'd you get it? Doggy dropped it. Carry on. Uh-huh. Yeah. It sounds so incredible. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is history in the making. This is an event where addicts and alcoholics celebrate each other. You know, it's basically the Grammys for people like us. Trust. Toodles for Chris. It's been a long time coming. I appreciate the patience, but before I started, stay strong. Dopey Nation, no indication of planning. No, I've ever given up. Well, I'm cautious with the coffee overflowing out the cup. The podcast on drugs, addiction, and dumb shit, yeah. And when we're listening, we never have the blunt lit. They're servicing the symbol. Go and smash it with a drumstick. Hearing stories of success make you do a front flip. From who we were to now, trust me, no comparison. We're here to get you high without the alcohol and heroin. How do I put this face planted on the pavement? Losing consciousness of what the fuck I'm trying to say is. We're here to celebrate the worst decisions that we ever made. And I could act out of anger, but I would rather meditate. Before I self-destruct and make the wrong move, I'd like to welcome all of you to Dopey Kong 2. We come from nothing, now we're going straight to the top. Dopey Podcast, they won't ever, ever stop. Telling stories about the struggles we embrace. So pay attention and listen, and maybe you'll relate. This special DopeyCon 2 episode of Dopey is brought to you by our friends at Aloe Recovery, located in sunny Southern California, in Malibu and Silver Lake. Aloe was created by our good friend Bob Forrest and his friends, Evan, Jared, and Bob, to create a treatment center that treats addicts and alcoholics with compassion and connection rather than control. They have decades and decades of experience in treating addiction and co-occurring mental health disorders, including the dreaded SMI. They make sure that their detox is as comfortable as possible and they have amenities you wouldn't believe. The Uber Spiritual Sweat Lodge, Sound Bath Meditation, Equine Therapy, and more. But most importantly, Aloe is about uh, being cared for. It's about being in a holistic place. It is a, a bunch of people who actually care about you, and I've heard that from friends who have been there. So if you're fucked up and you're willing to go to uh, sunny Southern California to get well, I strongly suggest going to Aloe. Tiny Footprints Coffee is the carbon-negative, earth-positive coffee that makes eco-minded, coffee-loving simple. When you drink coffee, they plant trees. It takes four pounds of carbon to make a pound of coffee. 
So they plant 54 pounds worth of carbon-sucking trees, which means 50 pounds of good karma in every pound of coffee that you buy. Partnered with the Mindo Cloud Forest Foundation in Ecuador, their reforestation efforts along the northwestern Andes help plant native tree species, reinforce soil conservation techniques, rebuild water tables, and sequester massive amounts of carbon from the air. Plus, this coffee is legit, delicious, craft roasted, and a, as nuanced a cup as you'll ever taste. And this is true. I've had Tiny Footprints, I've had it this week, I've been drinking it all week, and it's fucking really nuanced and delicious. Legit delicious. Go to tinyfootprintcoffee.com and use the code DOPEY10 at checkout to get 10% off your purchase, and the more you buy, the more you save, and the bigger your environmental impact. The code even applies to five-pound bags, bulk purchases, and subscriptions which are awesome gifts for the eco-minded coffee lover in your life. And if you need coffee and you want to support the show, fucking go to tinyfootprintcoffee.com, use the dopey code, save 10%, buy some coffee for a friend, hit up Tiny Footprint Coffee, and take sustainability to the next level one tasty sip at a time. And this coffee's really good. Ask my dad. Attention cigarette smokers. There's a less harmful alternative available to you. According to two studies published by Public Health England and the U.S. National Academies of Sciences and Engineering, they found that vaping poses a small fraction of the risks of smoking, and switching to vapes may have substantial benefits over cigarettes. This is why so many cigarette smokers have made the switch to vaping, and their brand of choice is Twist E-Liquids. Twist is an American-owned company that makes its delicious e-liquids in Los Angeles, California. Twist has won several awards for creating mouth-watering flavors, such as its best-selling lemonade, sweet treats, and dessert flavors. But Twist also produces a line of sweet tobacco flavors. Try Twist e-liquids today and get 30% off your first purchase with code DOPEY30. That's D-O-P-E-Y 30. I'm talking 30% off. They sold exclusively on daddysvapor.com. That's Dopey30 on daddysvapor.com. Try Twist today and make the switch. SoberGrid is a free digital health app that connects you instantly to a global sober community, both in your neighborhood and around the world. With over 300,000 users, SoberGrid encourages and supports all modalities of recovery for people to achieve and maintain their sobriety at any time. During this pandemic, 12-step meetings have been disappearing and sadly relapse, isolation, and addiction-related deaths have spiked. But not surprisingly, so did membership. SoberGrid offers 24-7 in-app peer recovery coaching to help members find the support they need by connecting you with coaches that have experienced what you or your loved one is going through. As we know, finding recovery and staying sober can look very differently for everybody. That's why SoberGrid has launched a variety of fellowships for its users, from AANA Smart Recovery, Recovery Dharma, to Alternate Pathways of Recovery, and even sober parenting meetings. The grid shows members where they can find brothers and sisters in recovery nearby, which is perfect when traveling and you need FaceTime with like-minded people. But don't worry, sharing location is optional. 
The app also has a main news feed for members to post to the community, a sober counter with different badges awarded for lengths of sobriety, and direct messaging with over 12,000 messages sent daily. SoberGrid is just an amazing app to connect with addicts and alcoholics. You go on, they're on, they support you, you support them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They even have a burning desire feature which allows members to let their fellows know that they need help now. Check it out for free at SoberGrid.com. Safeguard everything you've worked so hard to achieve, and that's SoberGrid.com for free. Before we get to DopeyCon 2, uh, just know that this episode of DopeyCon 2, uh, we made a video of it. It's an amazing video, and after tonight, it will be available only on Patreon. So join Patreon and see the incredible video that is DopeyCon 2. Help out the show. It is incredibly helpful when you're on Patreon to me. And it's the $5 level to see DopeyCon 2. So kick down five bucks and see DopeyCon 2 if you haven't seen it for free or if you want to watch it again. We also have incredible merchandise at DopeyPodcast.com. New shit is coming out for Christmas. Some classy fucking hoodies made by our partners, SRO Prince, a couple of recovering addicts out of Cincinnati. I also have some Oyve snapbacks, some Dopey snapbacks, some beanies left or ski hats, as I like to call them. And, of course, Dopey stickers. Enough with the ads. Here is fucking DopeyCon 2. Welcome to DopeyCon 2, the virtual convention podcast episode and YouTube event all about Dopey, the podcast on drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. My name is Dave. I am standing in front of a nondescript brick wall, but if you know anything about Dopey, you will know this is where it all started. Right there, on the third floor. That is where Chris came over. We hit record on the computer. The fish tank bubbled. The vapes vaped. Modi visited. I think Modi lives in that building, actually. Danny Boy O'Connor came down. Um, I got off drugs there. Fucking couch. A lot of drugs, a lot of cigarettes. And um, the rest is obviously Dopey History. So today, on this amazing DopeyCon 2 virtual convention, I will take you around to different spots that were kind of relevant in the history of Dopey, and you will hear from tons of people in the Dopey Nation, including some pseudo-celebrities, lots of surprises, lots of music, lots of Ray, and much, much more. So let's start by uh, showing you a little bit of the Dopey Nation. Here we go. Dopey Nation, DopeyCon 2, stay tuned. I need a fix cause I'm going down, down to the bits that I left up town. I need a fix cause I'm going down. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles for Chris and Todd. And keep kicking ass, Dave. Hey, Dopey Nation. I'm Annie. And I'm Liz. And we are the, the Dopey Birds. Stay strong, two doors, and, and happy, happy fucking, fucking DopeyCon. Dopey
Hey, it's Rox. It's time for DopeyCon 2, and I'm here for it. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles for Chris. Hey, Dopey Nation. It's Teens from Philly. Um, happy DopeyCon 2. Um, unfortunately, I missed DopeyCon 1 because I was in rehab, but it's all right because I'm still sober. I just had one year in September. So um, with that, stay strong. Toodles for Chris, and go Eagles. Going for a David Lynch look here. Cunty DopeyCon 2. Yeah, Cunty DopeyCon. I'm not allowed to say happy, merry, so Cunty DopeyCon. Hello, Monique here. I am thankful for Dopey, Dopey Nation, Dopey Zoom. I am thankful for each and every one of you. Thank you for sharing your vulnerability, your honesty, your flaws. Thank you for your kindness and your love and your tolerance. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles for Chris. Hey, what's going on? It's the secret drug addict here. Just want to say I hope everyone's doing all right and staying safe, and uh, I hope you'll have a fantastic time at DopeyCon, and uh, maybe see you there next year. Look after yourselves. Hello, and welcome to DopeyCon 2. I'm Dave, and this is Ray. Hey, guys. And uh, what an honor it is to do a video dopey convention show. Now, Ray, is it a dopey convention if people can't interact? Is it a dopey convention if they're just in the thing? We're interacting online. So it's a virtual interaction. And hopefully by the time that you're watching this thing, we'll have figured out a way to let you guys chat while we're watching the thing. Oh, yeah. That on those dopey Zooms, the chat room is gold. So we will figure out a way to incorporate chat while you're watching this. But this is taking away the panache that is DopeyCon 2. There's Panache in DopeyCon 2? DopeyCon 2 should just be called Panache 1 because it's so fucking full of Panache. We are in my dad's house. This is his dining room. Uh, that is the view uh, from my sister's old bedroom, which is now the dining room. This is the jigsaw puzzle he uses to keep from senility setting in, and yet senility is still setting in. I wish you could see the real view. That's the, that will show the view. That's the kitchen, the living room. This is where I grew up. And my dad is in the other room, and don't worry, he will definitely be making an appearance. Behind closed doors. I have him close the door so he doesn't hear me. Even though I know he's listening. You know, he <laughs> listens to the show, he's on the show, he can hear me right now, but I need the illusion of privacy. Uh, you said, Alan, you're like, Ray, tell us about this. And they were like, Alan, close the door. I'm like, what? No, I said, Dad, close the door. I was like, I was like, Ray, talk about that time you're 69, the guy's ass on, on Viagra. Dad, close the door. It was like that. Too late. Yeah, exactly. So, lots of exciting stuff coming up. First off, we have a guest to tell a fucked up drug story. He's never been on the show, but he will be on the show soon. He's actually currently in rehab. He is this hardcore BMX motorbiker named Colin Scummy Morrison. Scummy. Yeah, check it out. Here's the Scummy. <laughs> this is my homie Scummy, Colin Morrison. Can we just get a quick little... We can, dude. I want, can I... I'm going to fucking intro. Uh, uh, all right. Hi, guys. Colin Morrison Scummy, Metal Militia, Freestyle Motocross. First of all, happy... Dopey Con 2 to the Dopey Nation, dude. I'm supposed to tell a drug story, and first and foremost, I'm in rehab right now. So blessed. I wake up every day just 
so blessed I don't have to wake up without the misery of trying to find my next sack. What am I going to trade to get my sack just to get through the day, dude? Waking up, feeling powerful, ready to go on a hike, ready to fucking live life with nothing in my system with my boy Andy. It's, it's a blessing, dude. But here's a story that comes up, up in my head when I think how bad it would get. Um, I did Evil Knievel days for motocross. I had to jump like a 200-foot jump. They paid me a lot of money to show up at this, at this event. And for a lot of people, and since I was 16, that would have been a dream of mine to do something like this. Anyways, I was so strung out on heroin at the time. I, I hid, and it was just something survival. I hid like two grams of heroin in my pants. I cut it, just all kind of tweaky, hid it in there. Went through the airport, could have got busted, whatever. Right when I landed, the only thing I was thinking, not I have to jump a 200-foot jump, is like, I'm going to go smoke. So I went in the airport, smoked it. Uh, smoked the whole, this sack was supposed to last me through the whole weekend to make me survive to do this big jump. I smoked it all the first day. I had to do this big parade for all the kids the next day and do autographs. I ran out of drugs, so I resorted to my boy that had crystal meth. I don't even like crystal meth. I got spun out. Then I got drunk. I blacked out. Anyways, I got arrested. I woke up the day of the jump in the parade in jail, tripping, sweating, had no idea where I was at. The promoter picked me up, so pissed, but I was the only guy to do this jump, so he knew he had to, like, I had to pull it. I missed the parade. All the kids were bummed. So I show up, just getting out of jail, dope sick. I had to get on this bike and jump a 200-foot jump sweating it's pretty motley crew actually getting you know this fucking whatever i thought it was at the time it's pretty heavy i did this 200 foot jump and as i landed i was on this borrowed bike the back tire locked up right when i landed and if that would have happened when i went off the jump i would have been dead and at the time i didn't even think about it. like oh my god i just escaped death whatever and then i did some more crystal meth which i didn't even like the day before just to get through the day it was the worst trip of my life probably not the worst I got a lot of stories like that but it just shows like since I was a kid that was my dream to do this jumping in front of thousands and the whole time I was doing that I like escaped death went to jail just trying to survive the weekend and that's why I'm so fucking blessed man I'm in rehab I feel good doing the steps hanging with my boy Andy living life dude I love sobriety I just really hope I can use the tools in my toolbox when shit gets tough instead of resorting to that bullshit dude fuck drugs fuck alcohol I love being sober I love you guys dopey nation I'm out yes there we go play the song hurry play the song cause what is what's life now like it's fucking hold on hold on Life is beautiful being sober. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's awesome to have Scummy Morrison on the show and DopeyCon. I know when he gets out of treatment, he's going to come on Dopey for real, which I'm really excited about. It seems like he's getting a lot of really good help in rehab. I know another place to get good help, which is BetterHelp.com. That is better, H-E-L-P dot com. And BetterHelp is the convenient way to get professional help from licensed therapists and counselors online. All of their counselors and therapists are licensed, trained, and highly experienced. They specialize in anxiety, depression, stress, trauma, grief, and much, much more. BetterHelp matches you with a counselor who best fits your needs and objectives, and you'll connect in a safe and private online environment. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, and if for some reason you don't relate with your counselor, BetterHelp makes it easier to switch. 
If you're like me and you want to start living a happier life today, you can sign up for BetterHelp.com and you get 10% off as a member of the Dopey Nation using BetterHelp.com slash Dopey Podcast. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp.com slash Dopey Podcast. Visit today and let BetterHelp help you take the edge off. I'm ready to sign up right now. I'm doing better help this week. Let's compare notes next week. So now back to DopeyCon 2. And since we made DopeyCon 2 a video, you need to understand that in this next segment, I'm standing in front of a 21-story building, and it was the building where, uh, well, I'll let my, my, my DopeyCon 2 explain it to you. Here we go. So here we are outside the apartment building where like I became addicted to heroin and I want to show you guys the building this is the building it was on the ninth floor where Todd lived under my kitchen table eventually he lived on a mattress on the floor I lived in a loft bed and um, it's a crazy time it was good times and, and terrible times and the great Nick Flynn friend of the show author poet wrote a little dopey poem that I asked him to write and I want to show you guys the poem and he talks about the famous uh, couch burning, falling from the window here. So here's Nick Flynn. Hi, Dopey Khan. It's Nick Flynn. Uh, I'm going to read a poem that I wrote just for, uh, for this event. Uh, and there's going to be music uh, by our friend Guy Barash playing also. It's a poem called On Dopey. Dave asks, what of mine he could break that I would find unforgivable. Too late, I remind him. I'd seen that flaming mattress falling from Alan's window. I knew about the dead mantis eggs. Dave then asks if I'd write a little poem for DopeyCon. Just a little dopey something, he said. Give me the 20 words that have to be in it, I text back. Ha, 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 he texts. That hurts. I call to explain that I want it to be a collaboration, that I want him to be in the poem. I wasn't asking him for all the words in the poem, just the ones he heard in his head. Otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense. His list was strange, unsettling, impossible. Many I could not find in any dictionary. Praying mantis cookies, snow falling death, blue mountain powerade, rip, run, rest. No one could make a poem from Dave's 20 words. His list, though, also contained this phrase. The way Chris said the word room. The way Chris says the word room as if it's what a pirate drinks, as if the sound a tiny race car makes. Just that one word, room, room, room. We can hear Chris now in the archive over and over. It fills our heads with a vibration better than drugs or chocolate, better than hope or love. It's the glow of his fish tank when we wake in the dark, stupid and grateful, in our room, in our room, 
in our room. All right, DopeyCon, thank you. Toodles. Hello, Dopey Nation. It's Butchie from Patreon. I hope you enjoy DopeyCon 2. Stay strong. Toodles for Chris. What up? It's Karina, and I just wanted to say thank you for everything that you guys do for me and my recovery. Um, I love all of you so much, and stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris. Hey, what's up, Dopey? It's Cormac. And DopeyCon 2. It's crazy how far you've taken this thing, Dave. It's awesome. Just grinding it, making it happen. And uh, I'm so grateful for everything that's come my way from Dopey. Just from Dave and Chris showing that sobriety doesn't have to be a compromise. It can be better. To all the connections, especially over on Reddit. You know I got a shout-out. Upstate New York Engineer. Goldman Tracks, Beach Stoop, Souls of Dead Animals. You know how we do it over there. We're not the uh, grown-up table. We're not the kids' table. We're the degenerates smoking out at the patio table. (laughs) And that's how we like it. Uh, Yeah, just amazing, this, this community. It's so awesome. I'm proud of everything that's come from it. And uh, we owe it to you, Dave, making it happen. So uh, stay strong, everybody. And me not say toodles. Hi, Dave and the Dopey Nation. My name's Nick, and I'm from India. And I've been uh, listening to Dopey for like a year. And it has definitely helped me get through some really tough times when I was just sort of there by myself. I didn't know what to do. And listening to you guys, especially. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, especially the first episodes where it wasn't so much about recovery and was more about the war stories was, like, super helpful. And just, you know, I mean, I could just sort of do drugs without doing drugs just by listening to you guys. And that, 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 that was something, yeah. So, yeah, thank you, and uh, stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking doodles for Chris. Hey, hey, Dopey Nation, dopes, uh, dopiers, whatever. This is uh, Mark Marin uh, chiming in to get Dave off my fucking back. Look, Dave, look, look. I'm wearing the fucking hat, Dave, huh? You like this, you dick? Now stop calling me, all right? Watch Glow. Please. Please? Mm. Mm, yeah. Mm. Oh, uh, hey there, Dopey Nation. This is Jed Shredward saying stay strong and happy DopeyCon. Hi, Dopey Nation. My name is Loz. I'm an alcoholic, addict, otherwise known as Bristol Recovery. So if your pandemic's gone anything like mine, your mental health and sobriety is dependent on two things, and that is memes and Zoom. So... I'm just here to combine the two today and I also kind of don't know how to communicate with people outside of Zoom anymore so here we are. So my role as a meme dealer is to take the absolute absurdity and bullshit of life, turn it into something hilarious and share it with the sick and suffering which was a lot easier to do when I could leave my house and communicate with people. Uh, So I do want you to remember a time in your life when you could 
meet new friends, go on dates, enjoy social gatherings, because that is what inspired this series of mine called unspiritual bullshit i want to say to well-meaning cunts who do not know the first thing about addiction but feel obligated to say something anyway so i feel like we have a really standard bank of phrases uh, with these sorts of conversations there's the classic you know oh but can't you just have one or two um there's the very american oh but will you toast with champagne at your wedding my favorite is Oh, heroin, well, that's one thing I'd never try. And I think every single one of these conversations has always gone back to, well, everyone's addicted to something. So uh, this is a conversation with a very specific type of Jessica. Also, apologies to anyone called Jessica out there. I just chose it because I thought it was the most normal sounding name, but in the process hurt many a Jessica, so my apologies. But this fucking Jessica, she wants to commend me on my sobriety because she thinks that it's sexy and trendy and cool, which is something I just find really, really funny. She's talking about it like it's that moment in time when everyone went gluten-free, you know. Uh, and I'm like not, uh, oh my God, I just love mocktails and talking about the skin benefits of not drinking alcohol, sober person. I'm like, a, wow, there was a time in my life where I couldn't remember the last time I sucked cocks that wasn't for drugs, sober person, you know. Not very conversationally sober I'm more I once smashed a bottle of vodka on a train station floor and then drank the bottle of vodka off the train station floor sober person I don't really have those cute morning after stories or anxiety stories I have more I once mistook a shadow person for my tinder date stories and speaking of which uh, I used the word sky daddy because as someone who just desperately needs sla I saw the word higher power and thought how can I make it kinky so I don't know I guess maybe my sobriety then is something sexy maybe it's something trendy and not something I need to do every day in order to perform basic human tasks like washing and not fucking my boss so I don't know, maybe we can be kind to the Jessicas in our life because it's probably a good thing that they don't know how it feels to raid your grandmother's pill cabinet an hour after she died or they've never worked out how many vanilla, vanilla extracts it takes to get fucked up. Um, but, you know, we can still laugh at them behind their back. And thanks, Guy Daddy, that uh, we don't really do that shit anymore. So happy dopey con to everyone. Thanks for listening. It is amazing that the technology to make a huge production is just in the palm of our hands, though, right? And a selfie stick, which was my idea. Somebody said they saw me walking down the street on the Lower East Side shooting myself <laughs> with a selfie stick. And uh, and how gay I looked is what the woman said They to said me. that, too, because I said, I'm going to get a selfie stick. And you're like, no selfie sticks, that's too gay. And I was like, I'm getting one. Well, the greatest, it was my greatest line. And we're using it now. My greatest, and some people will say, most homophobic line ever was, even though Ray slept with over 5,000 men, ate asses, sucked on testicles, whatever the case may be, Buying the selfie stick was perhaps the gayest move in Ray's storied gay career. No, the gayest thing I did was, over the past two days, watching divas sing Songheim on Endless Loop on YouTube. That is the gayest thing. Patti LuPone. Well, I am in awe of the, great, uh, the greatness that is Dopey, the greatness that are the Dopey Nation, and the fact that we can do this. I am psyched.
And coming up next, we have this amazing musician. I was hanging out with, um, I was talking with Sam, and Sam is behind the scenes working tirelessly, always. And I was talking with Sam, and I was like, Dopeycon 2 can be this big thing, and uh, we can have musical guests. And he goes, you know, it would be so cool if we had that guy, Anders Osborne, on the show, because he was, you know, he lends a lot of credibility. He's a really serious musician and singer-songwriter, and I was like, there's no way Anders Osborne is going to come on Dopey. And yet, who do we have next on Dopey? There he is. Anders Osborne, straight from his music parlor in New Orleans. He's the real deal. All right, hello, Dopey Nation. Hope you guys are having a phenomenal lockdown. DopeyCon 2. I'm super happy to be here. Uh, Oh, I forgot to introduce myself. Anders Osborne, and I'm in my music parlor here in New Orleans. So um, Dave wanted me to play a song about addiction. So I got a tune called Mind of a Junkie. So I hope you enjoy it. Stay strong, dopey nation. And then... um, I guess I'm supposed to say something like, fucking toodles for Chris. I usually don't cuss, so. I look 
and my ego's always bruised. I isolate myself and I get some more tattoos. I'm always running late, so I can't make any plans. I'm preaching about stuff that I don't understand. I've been living in the mind of a junkie. Thinking my junkie thoughts I'm putting out my selfish aspirations Oh, now let God into my heart pretty sweet to me. To, to, we had Nick, we had Scummy, we had Anders sing that incredible song and the thing about that Anders Osborne song is that back in the day it was in this house I was sitting in the kitchen with Chris and he was like, oh you know who we should get on the show is this guy Anders Osborne and Chris had never heard anybody so the fact that he knew who Anders How Osborne... How did he know who he was? Because his song was called Mind of the Junkie. Oh. And the song was so descriptive about what it is to go through withdrawal. And Chris was like, he'd be perfect. So I know Chris would have been really proud we had him on the, on the DopeyCon, mm-hmm. too, and on the show. Yep. Um, I don't know if I told you about this, but uh, a few weeks ago, someone in my elementary school decided to set up a Zoom meeting. Oh, yeah, you told me. From our elementary school. It was the elementary school's Zoom. And I was pretty nervous and hesitant about doing it. And I was putting Susan to bed. And uh, and they're all texting me, are you going to get on the elementary school Zoom? And I'm like, uh... And I knew I was going to, but I was very scared about it. And, uh, and I get on... Because I... I would love because they don't, you know, they don't know that I'm a heroin addict and this and that. Not yet. And um, so I go on the elementary school Zoom, and it's everybody is telling their story, and it's like, oh well, then I became a doctor, and now I cure laryngitis. I'm the CEO. Then I then I became a news anchor for CNN, and then and like I was like, fuck, I was like, how. What can I say? Well, then I became a waiter at Katz's, <laughs> and here we are. You know, so I figured I would need... And I get to this elementary school that was super, like, prodigious and, like, fucking everyone there was a genius. And, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda went there and Bobby Lopez and Max Kellerman and all these famous people. And I, and I, and I was like, do I tell the story? Well, but you've done this. Like, this is cooler than being a doctor. Is it? I think it is. My friend, my friend. You don't friend. have a yacht, but you've got Dopey. Right, I've got a dog. I've got a dog named Dopey. <laughs> that should be a song. I've got a dog named Dopey. Anyway, I wound up telling the story of my drug addiction. It was very scary, and I did mention Dopey. And one of the people at my elementary school Zoom was like, "I love Dopey," so that oh, made me feel really? good. Oh, really? She heard it on This American Life, oh. so that made me me feel good. And the next woman who we have on the the show. Uh, 
had one of the dopiest stories I ever heard. Uh, her name is Jessica Kent, and she's a big oh, YouTube yeah. star. And uh, she wound up getting so fucked up on drugs, dealing meth and heroin in Arkansas, she got busted, pregnant, and she gave birth in prison. She was running the magazine ring. She was running the magazine <laughs> ring, exactly. And, um, and now she's this big YouTube star, and she has her kids, and here she is. Hey, Dopey Nation. Happy DopeyCon 2. So my name is Jessica Kent, and we're going to talk about some crazy meth stories. Um, that was not my DOC. My DOC was actually heroin, and I got off heroin and decided, because I did not discriminate, <laughs> to try meth, and it was the longest, craziest eight months of my life. I got so bad that I was, like, living in this condemned trailer, and I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't drinking, it was just crazy. So sleep, sleep deprivation really got the best of me and I remember very specifically hearing voices outside of this trailer. It was a condemned trailer, it was super gross, like there was holes in the floor and everything and I had a Glock. And I'm sitting there by myself and I heard, I heard voices speaking in Spanish outside of this trailer. And it, for hours, probably, I'm like, oh, you just need to go outside and like, you need to, you need to get these guys out of here. Like they're, they're going to come in and get you. You need to get them. And I was really just at the height of like meth psychosis. I think I was on day like five or six of being awake. And I finally got the courage to go outside of this trailer with my Glock. And I'm thinking, I'm like defending this trailer, defending myself. Like I'm not going to let them come in here and get me. And I go outside, I swing the door open. I, I'm looking at the side of the trailer and then this side of the trailer and then I go around and it's freaking dark as hell. It was in a, um, it was in a trailer park in Fort Smith, Arkansas and there was like no outside lights and I look down this other side of the trailer, I look under the trailer, like there's nobody there and I had to just realize like, oh shit, like you're, you're out there that bad. And I spent months like that. I spent months just not eating or drinking or sleeping. I weighed 90 pounds. And eventually I got arrested for possession of meth with intent to distribute, delivery, delivery of meth and simultaneous possession of drugs and a firearm. And I got sentenced to five years in the state of Arkansas. And you know, it was the biggest blessing for me because I was so sick and I could not pull myself out of it. I needed an intervention in that way. I needed to be locked in a jail to not get meth, not sell meth, not do meth anymore. I had to be physically removed. And it just so happened that I was three weeks pregnant and had no idea. So my daughter was born while I was in prison. And fast forward now, I'm nine years sober. I have a beautiful life and a beautiful family and I tell all these crazy stories on my YouTube channel and slowly but surely I was able to get better and get healthier and just feel good about myself. So I'm 31 years old with nine years sober and I'm grateful for every single day. I wish I knew sooner that getting sober was gonna be the best decision I could ever possibly make because in finding sobriety, I was able to really have a amazing, healthy, happy life. I was so broken and so depressed and so out of my mind that I almost even took my own life in that same trailer in Arkansas. It all somehow feels like a bad dream. If you're listening to this and you are still struggling in addiction, you are stronger than you know and you can get out of it. Bye, you guys. Get ready for DopeyCon 2! Graves 
went to the first one, and I'm coming to the second one, and so should you. Goodbye. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dopey Nation. So glad to be at DopeyCon 2, even if it is in this virtual world we live in. This is Katie from NorCal. Just wanted to wish everybody the best. Say I love you. And toodles for Chris. Peace and love for Todd. Love you, Dave. What's up, Dave? Dopey Nation. This is Matt Wiedemeyer, motherfucking Carol, driving home from work on the gravel road, doing a little bit of tra gravel traveling. Probably not a good idea to do this while I'm driving, but who gives a shit? It's in the country. Uh, I just want to let you guys know how much Dopey means to me. Dopey is my church. Dopey is my rock. And I would not have three years clean if it wasn't for Dopey. Um, DopeyCon 2. Let's see how it happens. This is terrible, by the way. Horrible. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Fucking toodles for Chris. What's up, you guys? It's Miss Meg from the Addictionary Podcast. Welcome to DopeyCon. Duh. I love how I get a text from Dave that's like, Hey, uh, Miss Meg, can you send in a 15-second video and say something Bostonian for DopeyCon? Uh, not like, hey, Meg, how's it going? The world's coming to an end. Everyone's losing their fucking shit. Are you alive? Have you killed yourself or anybody else? How you doing? Nope, just give me that fucking Bostonian straight fire dope. Send the video in. I love you guys. I love you, Dave. DopeyCon is here to stay. Hey guys, that's Colleen Marie from Philadelphia. I hope that everybody's staying safe and that we get to meet up next year for DopeyCon. I'm really thankful for everybody who has helped me through this year. Um, stay safe and toodles for Chris. Hey, what's up, Dopey Nation? Herman Puff from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Just want to say happy DopeyCon 2. Uh, grateful to the Dopey Nation, to DopeyPodcast.com. Uh, it's been a big part of my recovery. Uh, so stay strong, Dopey Nation, one day at a time, and fucking toodles for Chris. Guys, it's Kim. I just wanted to say happy DopeyCon 2. I love you all, and I'm grateful for you. What's up, y'all? It's Lizanne from Dopey Nation. Just want to share that I'm so grateful for the Zoom room and all the friends that I've made there. Y'all have brought some real recovery to my life. Toodles. So now, coming into DopeyCon 2, we have my dad in his vote mask. Yes. That was before the election, but I won't throw it out, though. So this is airing all over the world to, to a couple people, definitely not millions of people. Uh, what do you have to say to the, 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 the fans of the show on DopeyCon 2, Dad? Well, I didn't realize... you got to speak this... up with the stupid mask. Well, um, I'm very proud of my son. That's what I want to say. Can you come up with something else? No. What else you got to say? That I'm, I'm happy that so many people have been helped. And, uh, and, uh, and of course, David is a pain in the neck, yes. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, when Ray told you the Viagra story with eating the guy's butt and 69 and all that, how uncomfortable were you? I, I didn't listen to that stuff. I don't listen to that stuff. I mean, I, I let it go right past me. I don't pay attention to that. Uh, I, What's going through your head while Ray's saying that stuff? Is nothing. <laughs> Why is this man saying this to me? No, I wasn't. I wasn't even thinking about it. Though, well, what were you thinking about when you're in the kitchen? It's a small, narrow kitchen, and Ray's pressing, 
pressing towards the back window and you're standing there kind of nodding like is it like if a homeless man came up to you and, and said something crazy what what is it like for you it, i i was perfectly fine right it was not a problem was not I'm not asking what was a problem. I'm saying, in your head, this is a strange conversation. What are you thinking, Dad? Well, you, you'll, you see, you don't remember too many things about my past, but I did teach sex education to junior high school kids. Was, the, mean, was there a lot on Viagra and 69ing in the butt back then, Dad? Zero, nothing. <laughs> nothing. We, we did not say anything about any of that. Do you remember Jessica Kent? She's the so, woman who got pregnant and... Um, Went to prison and had the baby in prison. No, I don't, I don't remember. No, that's great. That's terrific for the show. It's going to be a very exciting show, DopeyCon 2. Dad, are you going to watch it with the Dopey Nation? Well, the, the point of the matter is, is, I mean, this is already on right now, but I don't, I, of course I'm going to watch it, but I have to know the exact time. I mean, did you mention that before? Why? If you know that I you're watching, watching it now, it why now. would you mention it well, now? Well, then how am I supposed to know if I'm seeing myself right now? You're definitely <laughs> seeing yourself right now. Um, up next, we're going to hear... Should me. I take this mask off? What do you think? Well, uh, if you would be willing to take the mask quick, off... Quick. That's it. Well, do it so you can be heard, not so they can see you. Ugh. Take the mask off. I, I, no. I, there's a good chance that I kill Ray and my dad. It's not good, yes. Where are you going? you got to finish the tape. He's <laughs> panicking. As soon as she says kill, I left. Up next, coming straight out of England, international DJ, DJ Fat Tony. Ah, oh, I remember Fat Tony, yes. Do you remember that you wanted to predict... The five millionth download. And, Dopey Nation folks, if you want to make your own prediction and see what you could possibly win, uh, send us an email. At this, is a, this is another contest that you're giving out prizes. Send. For, right? Oh, speaking of which, Jenny, whatever your name is, here's your socks. I'm mailing them out on Saturday. I stopped going to the post office, but to Saturday, I'm doing the biggest shipping of all. Okay. Saturday. It's happening. 100%. So what is your prediction of the five millionth download? January 4th, 8 o'clock at night. That's it. <laughs> what else do you have to say to the Dopey Nation? No, that I, that, uh, it, and it depends upon how many people watch DopeyCon 2 also. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of math involved with this, this prediction. Well, it's good that you're so good at math. <laughs> yes, yes. I almost hit the 4 millionth on the nose. That, he said he almost hit the 4 millionth on the nose. Right. Thank you, Dad. And here's DJ Fat Tony. You look a bit disco. Hi, Dobie, how you doing? Uh, so, you want drug stories? I only have a few. Uh, but I remember one time that uh, we'd been out for about three or four days and I was with my friend uh, and we went back to his house. He lived just up a place called Oxford Street in London, central London and it's right in the centre of the shopping sort of district. And uh, we'd been in his house taking ketamine for two days. And... Um, I had this really bright idea of like looking out the window and going out because it was like, oh my God, let's go out, let's go out. And we were out of the nuts on Kate. And there was a haberdashery shop which uh, sold like hardware store. It wasn't haberdashery, it was a hardware store that was next door to where he lived. And we were looking in the window and it was like a, like the most magical Christmas store. It was like everything was like, I was like, wow, look at that. And there was these two police officers walked along the road to us. And one of them was like, he said, he came up to us and was like, uh, excuse me, are you on K? And I was like, what? And he was like, are you on K? 
And I was like, why would you accuse us of being on ketamine? Why would you even ask that question? And the police officer was like, what? And I was like, why would you? And I started to like, you know, really get over dramatic. You know, my gay DHD kicked in. And, um, which is like ADHD, but I gave those. Uh, so basically, I was like, what do you mean? Why? Why? So the police officer made me sit on my hands on the floor. He was like, can you sit on the floor? Just sit on your hands. Because I was like, Bleh. And uh, he was like, why do, you, why do you think we asked you if you're okay? I mean, I said, you came up and said, are you okay? And he was like, I came up and asked you if you're okay. And I was like, oh, and we both got arrested. So there you go. That's your drug story of the day. I'm out of here. I love you, Ray. I love you too. That's not, do you really? Of course. On a scale of one to 10, how much would you say you love me? 10. That's nice, I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, and how much do you love uh, the Dopey Nation? I love the Dopey Nation, everyone knows that. And how funny is it how reluctant and resistant you were to participate? I fought it and fought it. Dave asked me and asked me, and I was like, I'm never gonna do that. Tell the whole story, I like that story. He asked me just after Chris died, Come on here, and I'm like, I was at work, and my coworkers were like, that guy just died. If you do this... You said yes, though. Did I? The night before, you oh, said yes. Yeah. And I'm walking from the train to the house, and he texts me, I'm not doing it. Yeah, because I'd gotten so much flack from people I knew. They're like, do not do that. That's not a good move for you. And then what happened? Tell the story. Then we went to West Virginia. Then you asked me to go... Then like a year later, you asked me to go to West Virginia, and we recorded... A show on that trip and it was really fun and then we did dopey con and then I started doing it like once a month and hasn't it been such a glorious part of your life it's been a great part of my life this it's been your one year. sad sequestered sad, lonely life sex filled <laughs> life and we just did a dopey patreon zoom and half of the zoom was saying that I sexualized Ray too much oh yeah yeah a lot of people were like chastising Dave and standing up for me it's like, I think... Like, I don't care. The great history of Dopey is that Chris did it, my dad does it, you do it, this holier-than-thou, oh, Dave's gonna get me, and everyone's like, I need to help him. But in reality, they love this shit. They wouldn't do what they do if they didn't love it. Admit it. Admit I, it. I keep coming back. And um, so Dopey Nation, I do not overly sexualize Ray. He sends me screenshots of the sexting he does with all of the boys around what? the world. Cops They're and young, garbage young men. men. Young, young men, men, old men. He doesn't discriminate. Um, I bet you DJ... There's no old men. No old men. Yeah, Ray is an ageist when it comes to uh, his sexualization of himself. And um, now we're getting down in the gutter and we have a really classy guest coming up next. Yeah. Uh, she might be the classiest guest, one of the classiest guests we've ever had. There's, there's, that's a rare commodity on Dopey as a classy guest. Rare commodity, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, her name is Lily Taylor. She is the lovely wife of Nick Flynn. She is a, a, a incredibly acclaimed actress. She was in I Shot Andy Warhol. Yeah, Valerie Solanas. She was in uh, Say Anything. She was in, I think she was in Mystic Pizza. She was in a ton of movies. And here she is on Dopey reading a... A, a piece called The Story of Junk by Linda Yablonsky. Lily Taylor. The Story of Junk, Linda Yablonsky. While other drugs work to alleviate pain, excite the mind, or otherwise trick the senses, 
Heroin plays with the soul, or whatever it is that makes a person uniquely appealing and distinguishable. Like an enveloping shadow dissolving day into night, it sneaks across your vision and tries to put it out. Whatever that joy is by which you live, it creeps inside and pushes you down, making you smaller and smaller, a tiny flame burning down. And when you're so small, you're barely an ember, something happens. Something comes at you, and I've never felt so small as I do at this moment. Yet this thing, this drug, that brought me lower than I ever thought I could go, is the one thing I want to salve my soul. Just for a minute. Just for this minute. Not even a minute. Time's up. I fix my eyes on a painting. A pair of cartoony green and yellow sea dragons scratched onto a splat of black paint like graffiti on a backyard fence. Purple drips inch down their middles. Yellow beads radiate from their spines. They face off parallel to the surface, electric blue, their tongues unfurled, their tails curled into whips. It's impossible to know if they're dancing or just making eyes, if they're good or evil. They remind me of the way Kit plays guitar, how the sound creeps over your body and under your feet, inside your bones and out your mind. I miss that sound. There's been no real music at our house in over two years. The cats purr and meow, the phone rings, and the door buzzer bleats. But that's about it. People knock. I sit in my chair and stare at my empty hands. Why did I give up so easily? Who is this sitting in my skin? That D. That devil D. It got in my life. And it got in my mouth. And threw itself over my senses. It thinks for me. It breathes for me fucks for me, master and servant. It lives for me. It lives. It has no passion, except for me. I want that devil to die. But how do you kill a devil? There's no part of you that doesn't belong to it. Everything you do to it, you do to you. So, Lynn, she definitely classes this thing up. Oh, yeah. And, and this guy, uh, I think he gives it a lot of uh, just, uh, you, you see him, it's, it's Robert Eiler from The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. And he tells a fucked up story. Here we go. Robert, don't call me AJ Soprano <laughs> Eiler. Hey, Dopey Nation. Happy Dopey Con 2. Uh, what better way to celebrate than to share a little story of a time I was in Vegas? And, um, yeah, you know, I went with some friends who don't party like probably everyone who listens to this podcast uh, does, which is semi-uncontrollably. And uh, so somewhere around, you know, five in the morning, they were all like, all right, we're going home. And I was like, you know, not me. Like, just keep going, strip club. And uh, people, I saw a friend who I knew at, 
you know, maybe sometime in the morning and he's like, hey, my buddy's at this hot tub in our building with a bunch of girls and we could go there and hang out and keep partying. I'm like, all right. So we go there and there was like, you know, a bottle of Grey Goose and a big thing of um, orange juice. And I remember we were pouring the the bottle of Grey Goose into the jug after we emptied out most of the orange juice and just kept cracking mollies into it. And uh, we're all sitting around drinking it and having a good time. And then somebody's like, hey, we got to get out of here. And somebody's like, we have a, uh, two cars that'll come uh, take us to my house, this guy said. We'll go to the house. We're like, all right. And we get to this house and we're partying and everybody's having a blast. And next thing I know, I look down and there's only one cigarette left in my pack. So I see the front door. I see I have one cigarette. I put the cigarette in my mouth, light it. I walk out the front door. I'm like, I'm going to go. In my head, I'm like, I'm going to go get cigarettes. And I'm walking, I'm walking. And the next thing you know, I turn around and I realize, first of all, not only am I in Vegas. So it's not like in New York City where there's cigarettes. There's just stores on the corner. You know, there's just, I'm looking, I'm in the desert. There's nowhere for me to get cigarettes. And I turn around and every fucking house is the same. I have no idea which house I was just in. So I start kind of walking up to front doors. There's dogs barking and things are getting, you know, Vegas, uh, the ratio of people who do have guns compared to do not, it was not in my favor. And uh, so now I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? So I start walking. And next thing you know, I, I reach out to this girl who I had been dating who was a stripper. And I said, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you come find me? And she's like, where are you? I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's very, like, tan around here. Like, it seems like there's a lot of uh, sand and, you know, there's a couple trees and this. And she asked me a bunch of questions, and she was not happy. And she asked me, like, which ways, if I could see the strip from where I was, which I couldn't. She's like, what way are the casinos facing towards you? So she knew which direction I was. And she's like, is the entrance to this facing you? And this is the, this side of the building and this. And, like... Hours later, uh, she pulled up, picked me up. I was a little dehydrated. I really wanted a cigarette. Things were not looking good for your boy. But uh, we made it, and I'm grateful I'm still alive. And, uh, you know, this is, you know, a lot of this is about gratitude. And one thing is, you know, last week uh, I hurt my back pretty bad, and I was working out, and, um, it sucked, and I noticed. You know, I noticed for the next couple of days, I was like, "How am I gonna not let this pain, you know, crush me?" And this, so every time I felt the pain in my back, I would try and be grateful for the fact that I'm not in pain all the fucking time, like some people are, you know. And then it started making me realize, you know, there's a lot of conflict in this world right now, and it's easy to just get mad at people and you know give them the fuck you and you're a piece of shit and this. And what I realized is, like, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are just in pain. So uh, if you're one of them, I'm sorry, and you'll get through it. And if you're not, uh, make sure you're grateful every day that you're not in pain. And uh, because then when you are, it makes those days a little bit easier. All right, later, guys. cops i never sent in my fucking uh parking or my my running the red light ticket
which is terrible. This is CVS. I miss smoking cigarettes. That's Punjabi. You want to see Punjabi? That's where I used to go all the time. Every day I would get my Indian food at Punjabi. It's over there. Any New Yorkers know about Punjabi. Um, yeah, this is Houston Street. There's Katz's. Ta-da. This is Houston Street. Anybody who's never been to New York here, what's up? Uh, you get to see it in DopeyCon, too. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Next year, we're going to do it for real, in person, and um, hopefully uh, you guys will be there. What's up, Dopey Nation? What's up, Dave? This is Scott Wick. DopeyCon 2020 and twin. It's going down. Tutors for Chris. Peace and love and time. Let's go. <laughs> hey, Dopey Nation. I'm Ish. Happy fucking Dopey Day. Stay strong and toodles for Chris. Hello, Dopey Nation. This is Stephanie Whittles Wax, host of Last Day Podcast. And I just want to pop on and say Happy DopeyCon 2. I am so grateful for Dave and your entire community. And in closing, I just want to say stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris. What's up, guys? Russian Danny here from It's All Bad. Just wanted to wish everyone a happy DopeyCon and send some love from It's All Bad to Dopey Nation. Peace. Hello, Dopey Nation. This is Kier from Massachusetts checking in, wishing everyone a safe and happy DopeyCon 2 season. We came for the laughs. We stayed for the community. Stay strong, Dopey Nation, and toodles for Chris, and we will see everyone next year in person. Ciao. What it do, Dopey Nations? Your boy DJ, a.k.a. Don, coming to you from sunny North Hollywood, California. Wishing you all a very happy DopeyCon 2. Uh, glad everybody could make it. Hope you all are staying clean, staying sober, staying safe, and staying grateful. Peace out, and fucking toodles for Chris. What is up, DopeyCon 2? Woo! Wish I could be there in person. Wish I could be fucking anywhere in person. Hi. Um, Dave wanted me to say a couple things that I hated and a couple things I was grateful for. So things I hate, I hate fucking ham. Ham is disgusting. And it's not because I'm Jewish. I'll eat bacon like a boss. Ham is gross. I don't care a spiral cut. It's fucking gross. I don't like hypocrites. I don't like phonies. I don't like the PC recovery, please. You can suck my dick. Um, I don't like olives. Uh, um, things that I'm grateful for, you guys. Uh, the chance to write a second book. Um, my dad. Colonel Puff Puff. Mm. My health. And, uh... What else, bitches? Yeah, the fact that I'm fucking sober, man. That coke and meth ruined my fucking life. Still stupid because of it. Seizure City! Smell my finger. I love you guys. Stay strong, Dopey Nation, and toodles for Chris. What up, the cat wheels on location from the hospital as usual. Sorry, I couldn't be there, but nobody else can be there either because of COVID. So this is more like Dopey Count 1.5 than 2. Um, Yeah, shout out to all the normies. Not normies, fucking regulars. People listen to the show, you know what I mean. Dave, love you. Thanks for putting this shit together. Can't wait to see it live on the internet or whenever the hell it is. I can clearly see I've overshot 20 seconds, but you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm clean today, and I hope you all fucking have a Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and whatever else there is to celebrate. You need to call somebody. My number's out there, and then there's Wednesday night. 
find me. Oh yeah. Fear the beard. Fear the beard. Hey everybody, happy DopeyCon too. It's Aurora and I wanted to say thank you to Dave. I'm really excited for another DopeyCon and I can't wait to attend one in person someday. So today I'm really grateful to be outside on this beautiful day. I'm very grateful for my sponsees who I love very much and I am so happy to have five years sober. So thanks everybody. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. And minase toodles for Chris. Bye. All those people we just saw were so great. That's all people from the Dopey Nation. All over the world. The Dopey Nation. The worldwide Dopey Nation. It's, it's a, a, a bound, united brethren of freaks, alcoholics, weirdos, normies, voyeurs. Some and, currently using. And the like. And, and somebody who's a legend in the Dopey Nation is this woman named Tracy Helton. She wrote a book called The Big Fix. She is the uh, Narcan queen. She is the fucking abscess queen. She is a, a legend in the, the heroin community, the recovery community, and of course on Dopey. So here we go. Tracy Helton coming to you from San Francisco. So I had promised Dave that I would do a video, and I just woke up. This is my cat. Um, so it's not going to be too fancy, but I was trying to think of some seasonal, uh, particular dopey stories. Cause I, I have so many of them, but I was thinking about one in particular about when I was homeless. So I was homeless and this time of year, uh, before COVID, it was actually a really good time for panhandling. So I used to live in this encampment with this guy named Mike. And uh, Mike, I don't, I don't know how he got them, how he acquired them, but he had teeth that were literally green and rotting out. And so we lived in this, and he had red hair, so you can imagine he was quite a, he was quite a sight. And we would live in this door well that was down by the Macy's in Union Square, so it's where all the tourists would be. And at nighttime, it would be this totally different world. So there was me and Mike, there was this... Um, Guy Dean, who would always overdose, and we'd have to save him from overdosing. And then his other campmate, who was a drag queen, who, you know, would look super, super butch all during the month. And then when he'd get his check at the first of the month, he'd, he'd be wearing dresses. And um, he that was just his tweak. So it was like this really crazy world. So we had borrowed a blanket from Dean one time, and I ended up getting lice really, really bad. Like... Um, to the point where I remember panhandling at one point and I was just like pulling different types of lice off of me where I think I had, I gave up cause you know, I was high obviously at like a couple hundred. So I was mad at all them. I didn't want to camp with them anymore. Um, so I started camping with different people and I had a little problem on Thanksgiving, which is where I had, um, accidentally, burned some of the people I used to buy drugs from by um, taking some of their drugs and, and running off with their, with them and, and not paying them. So they were a little angry with me. So on Thanksgiving, I had ran into Mike and I had asked him if he would be willing to go and acquire some, some drugs for me with my $19. And needless to say, my Thanksgiving story is about Mike burning me for my $19 on Thanksgiving and me walking around dope sick because... Apparently, drug dealers celebrate holidays. Um, who knew? Uh, and that um, and that story was a very, very sad one. 
um, where I don't think I ended up getting well until the next day. So not only did he um, drop a cooker of mine, uh, but then he burnt me for nineteen dollars, and and I've never I've seen him I think one more time since then, uh, and it was you know twenty something years ago. But but uh, I've only lost a couple bags in my life, and I've only been burnt a couple times in my life, and I will never forget them, even though I've been sober for twenty two years. Salubrious Davicon two, thanks Dave for everything you do and have done. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Doodles for Chris. Hey, Dopey Nation. This is Lacey from the podcast Sober Company. I am here to wish you a happy Dopey Con and oodles of toodles for Chris. Mwah. What's up, Dopey Nation? Mike from Michigan. Just want to check in and say what's up for Dopey Con. Uh, make sure y'all are being kind to each other, stay strong, and toodles. I'm grateful for the shame, fuck shame, busting power of the Dopey Nation. This is Caitlin Ocean coming at you from West Virginia. Um, I love each and every one of you guys. Toodles for Chris. Hello, Dave. Hello, Dopey Nation. It's Mick here, sending you a message from my garage. Um, fuck, wishing everybody a happy whatever the fuck it is you're doing. I hope you're happy. I'm standing here in my garage doing some woodworking and listening to Dopey. Fuck it, what more could a man want? Stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris. Love to all. Hey, Dopey Nation, Dr. Drew here. I want to wish everyone a happy and healthy and safe DopeyCon 2. Uh, I've been around Dopey Nation for a long time. In fact, I treated Chris back at Las Encinas Hospital many years ago. And uh, we miss him very much. The devastation of his passing, I, I can barely express. But it's been great to see that Dave has kept Dopey going and how far it has come. So stay strong, Dopey Nation. Hey, this is Jed from Church and Other Drugs. Happy DopeyCon 2, Dopey Nation, and toodles for Chris. Yo, yo, yo. Happy DopeyCon 2. This is Louisa, international DJ extraordinaire. And co-host of Sober Sex Podcast. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Namaste. Hey, everybody. Welcome to DopeyCon 2. This is Susan Wong from Bushwick Book Club. This song is called DopeyCon 2. In a motel room in West Virginia, you told me about DopeyCon we drove up to Quincy's house and the rest is history, oh, but history's unwritten. By the time I got to Dobicon, there was 100 people strong. They told me to wait in the game room and I was freaking out because I thought they were going to put me in rehab. And I thought, what the fuck have I signed up for? But then Cormac did the sound. The whole night opened up and revealed itself and everybody there.
And what you just saw was the great Ray Brown singing, singing his heart out. Every time I hear the song, I fucking almost cry. I've never actually shed a tear, but I've come close to crying. Some people have cried hearing that song. I've sent it to a couple people. Who did you send it to? I sent it to two people in the Dopey Nation. Why would you do that? And they said they who cried. Did, who was it? I'm not going to say. Tell me who it was. It was Austin and Ben. Fucking pussies, you guys. You should be ashamed of yourself crying over a song. It's pathetic. And, Susan, and what are you doing leaking the, the, the content? Leaking the content. Two people. And Susan Wong on accordion. Well, it was a beautiful song, and I loved it. Love that song. It was, and that was the song that Ray, Ray, Ray did the song. He recorded it at home. He sent it to me. I was like, "This is great." And I was like, "We got to get a video together for it somehow." And Ray puts together the most fakakta fucking piece of shit video. <laughs> that's not what Austin and Ben said. Oh my! That's because they're like you, and they need to be nice. But what a piece of trash this video was. I mean, Ray does a lot of great things, and Ray does some things that that aren't that great. That video. Terrible. I'm not a video maker. Stink. Stink pop. I wouldn't go that far. It was bad. But the thing that really, really was funny about the stupid... Dad, what are you doing? You can't sneak by on the show. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Come, come, just quickly. Um, Ray just did this beautiful song. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing, Dad? Nobody can see me. Do you see yourself? Yeah. Don't you want to say something about the alt-recovery movement now that you interrupted this whole thing? Oh, yeah, do you want me to renew the uh, the ability to have alt recovery movement uh, in, in in my name uh, as a uh, website? How much is it a year? I already paid for it. It was a rhetorical question. The I answer is it. yes. Yes. Well, I did it. So you have the alt recovery movement dot org. In fifty years, they're going to not even know what AA is. <laughs> really? <laughs> um. So that was Ray's song, and um, I loved it. Ray's video, I'm sure he'll put it up in the Dopey Nation in the next few days. Don't tell him Judge it's good. Judge for yourself. And then, I, I'm sure you guys saw the incredible opening video that my friend Brad made, and I showed it to Ray, and he was like, I can't believe you stole my idea. And then you were like, "We're if you're looking for dopey imagery, 
we're, we're fishing in the same pond. Yes, the dopey pond. That's <laughs> a very small pond. Coming up next, YouTube, point at this thing. YouTube, no, this thing. Here, where do you point? There you go. There. 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 What? There. You got to point at the camera so it looks like you can see it. It's like, you. You. Um, coming up next is Mike Malak, YouTube, star YouTuber, boyfriend to Lana Rhodes, co-host to Logan Paul, author of The Fifth Vital, Mike Malak, and, uh, you know, he's a great, great addition to the Dopey Nation, and he tells us a story, and here it is. What is up, Dopey Nation? It's your boy, Hey Big Mike, your favorite neighborhood junkie and the writer of The Fifth Vital. Uh, you guys are watching DopeyCon Part 2 right now, and the homie Dave hit me up and said, yo, would you want to provide a drug story for our uh, listening entertainment for this event? And I said, ah, there's nothing I'd like to do more. Now, I'm sure some of you have read The Fifth Vital, so you may already know this story. The year was 2008. I was still heavily, heavily addicted to crack cocaine, uh, as well as many other drugs, methadone, Xanax, Oxycontin, um, and everything else under the sun. Now, I had a dealer, a pretty high-level dealer in New Haven, Connecticut, who uh, was basically providing all the street-level dealers with crack cocaine. Now, he had a love for not driving his car, and he loved taking other people's cars uh, to do his runs to wherever he would pick up and the other shit you'd want to do, take girls on dates, whatever, right? At the time, my grandmother had helped me get a uh, 2008 uh, Infiniti G35 Coupe. Beautiful fucking car, just sparkling clean, real nice. Of course, I couldn't buy it myself because even though I was dealing at the time, I was sniffing all of the profit, breaking uh, uh, one of the main crack commandments uh, as you guys know that story, I'm sure pretty well. So anyways, uh, Toper, as we'll call him today, takes my car one night and leaves me with seven grams of glycerin, <laughs> seven grams of glistening crack cocaine that he just cooked up the night before. Now that day was also special because it was the day of the month that I would be picking up my Xanax prescription. So of course I had gone to my favorite pill mill doctor, Earlier in the day, he had prescribed me 91 milligram footballs that were meant to last me throughout the course of the month. Three footballs a day, of course. Now, Topper had taken the car, and for the entire night, me and my friends uh, sat in our little crack den in New Haven and smoked an entire quarter ounce to our heads. Topper decides to bring the car back around uh, 1 a.m., and so I say to myself, now seems like a good time to, to flip the script and let's start... Uh, taking this show uh, to the end zone with the footballs, right? Uh, that's when things get a little bit blurry, so it's a little hard for me to tell you exactly what happened between the first uh, sniffed Xanax and when I woke up in a riverbed in the infinity, I drove the car through two telephone poles, a guardrail, woke up covered in blood with people yelling down from the highway, Sir! Sir! Are you okay down there? Craziest part of the story. I end up at Yale New Haven Hospital. Uh, the cops and all the paramedics thought that I was intoxicated because I'd smashed my face on the steering wheel and was covered in blood. And, you know, that, that was part of the reason why I was, you know, not uh, coherent. But also, when I looked at my prescription that I had got earlier that day, there were two footballs left. 88. One milligram footballs. 
And one night, between me and my two friends, uh, somehow I was able to survive not only uh, the just copious amount of drug use, but also the driving off a cliff into a riverbed. Uh, wild, wild night. And of course, the wildest part of the story is I then got clean two years later um, and have lived an incredible, incredible life ever since. I uh, have been able to help a ton of people who are in the situation like mine. Um, and I know I make light of it today for your guys' entertainment, but it definitely was not uh, a fun part of my life. Uh, taught me a lot of things. And here I am now uh, doing much better, uh, over 10 years clean off of opiates and, and every other drug under the sun. And I'm um, talking to you guys at DopeyCon too. Uh, if you're watching this and you're still struggling, the day I got clean was the best day of my life. And it's been nothing but upward trajectory since then. It hasn't been perfect, uh, but it's been great the entire time. And uh, I, I would recommend getting clean to anybody watching this. If you're in recovery, uh, keep it going. Keep crushing. And uh, also, I don't know, if you really care about these stories and you want to hear more, read my book, The Fifth Vital. It's filled to the brim with more stories like this one, more gruesome action. And uh, other than that, guys, uh, stay clean, stay sober. And um, yeah, <laughs> keep enjoying DopeyCon too. I love you guys. Peace out, Dopey Nation. Love that Mike Malak is involved uh, with our show. And his book, The Fifth Vital, was really great, but almost as good as my new book, Dopey Lunch, coming soon. <laughs> So check it out. Again, Dopey Lunch. Who wrote Dopey Lunch? I did. Oh, it's, it's coming soon. Big time. Um, up next, I love the meme community. I love the recovery meme community. And um, I screen capture those off of Dopey Zoom. We had brutal recovery earlier from Scotland. And up next, we have Fucking Sober, who I love this guy. His name is Max, he lives in Belgium, and he's fucking sober. Dopey lunch. Get it. Barnes & Nobles. Dopey lunch. Hello, Dopey Nation. My name is Max, and I'm fucking sober. I'm also an alcoholic in recovery, and evidently uh, a ski bum slash terrorist. Um, Dave asked me to give a presentation on one of my favorite memes for DopeyCon 2. So yeah, I, I uh, make memes and post them to the account Fucking Sober on Instagram. And uh, let's get started. Uh, yeah, I'm sober. Uh, I am sober. What's going on here? This is, uh, looks like a teenager from like 1978. He's, uh, he's got an orange belt in some martial art. Anyway, I like him. He's into it. Uh, yeah, I'm sober. Saved from occasionally fun, but generally horrifying alcoholic misery. True. Open to the idea of sex with someone, anyone again. Fair. Uh, basking in the sunlight of the spirit. Um, that's a nod to program literature and that uh, emoji, I love it. It looks like he just said something cringe and he's dealing with the aftermath of it, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm gonna be making that face. Uh, exhausted by 9 p.m. daily, absolutely true for me. Um, the life beyond my wildest dreams today is uh, not wild and crazy and insane. It's uh, the fact that I um, have a pretty mundane life in the suburbs and I actually enjoy it. That's what I prefer. Uh, and what's the last one? Reminding every, reminding people I don't drink at every opportunity. Uh, this used to be, I don't know if this was true or not. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't have to ask people I know. Um, I feel it. I still think it a lot. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did all this stuff sober. Especially at work. Like, wow, I don't, uh, I don't get drunk to forget this stuff anymore. Um, so there you have it. I hope I didn't completely 
uh, remove all humor from uh, what I hope was a humorous uh, meme. Anyway, um, we shall end this. Happy DopeyCon 2. Uh, stay strong, Dopey Nation, and toodles for Chris. Thank you. Bye-bye. What up, Dopey Nation? It's me, Novak, and I want to tell you a story about being at my mother's house on Mother's Day. So there I was. I woke up on a brand-new couch with her slapping me in the face saying, why is there shit all over the couch? Oh, Mom, I must have had food poisoning. Well, then why is there a needle in your arm? Oh, shit, I admit I have a heroin problem. I can't lie, yes, that was me, and that was a story that actually took place at my mother's house seven years ago on Mother's Day. But today I am here to tell you I'm over five years of continuous sobriety, and my mother, who actually called me nine months into my process of sobriety, she said, Brandon, I hate when you come to visit. I said, why? And she said, because I get so sad when you leave. The moral of this story is that your past does not have to dictate your future, but it can most certainly guide and direct it. And that your best friend, Mr. Bane Margera, can do great or better impressions of me than I do of myself. So for that, thank you, my friend. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, Dopey Nation. Hi, Emily Sullivan here. Happy DopeyCon 2. I love being a part of the Dopey Nation. You guys share the best memes, are the most wonderful sounding board, and Dopey Podcast is the best place to go for hilarious, raw, uncensored, unfiltered, dumb shit, addiction, and recovery. And I love you guys for that. Thanks for being my people. The Dopey Nation and the Dopey Podcast will always have my heart. Love to everybody. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Fucking toodles for Chris. Dopey Nation, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be loved, and may you be at peace. Stay strong and tools. Yo, Dave. Yo, all the old mates in the Dopey Nation. It's Dylan from Down Under. Um, shout out for DopeyCon 2. Just want to say thank you to Dave and uh, to all the members of the Dopey Nation. You guys have got me through COVID. I couldn't have done it without you. Um, love you all. Stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris. Love ya. Hey, Dopey Nation. This is the Dopey Dean coming at you from Northern California. And I just wanted to wish y'all happy Dopey Con and Minase Toodles. Yo, what up, Dopey Nation? This is Dan Ali Sr. And uh, I just wanted to wish everybody a happy fucking virtual Dopey Con 2020. And it sucks that we can't get together in person, but it's cool that we can all get together on here, whether we're in fucking Maine or California or Australia or wherever the fuck you guys are. And I want to say huge thanks to Dave for keeping the show going, for keeping all us terrible addicts and alcoholics company, giving us something fun to listen to and, you know... I don't know, a little bit of levity in the middle of what a fucking nightmare the world is right now. So, stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris. What's up, Dopey Nation? It's your man, Carneve, calling in from Montreal, Canada, chilling with my man Jaws. Just wanted to give a shout-out for DopeyCon 2. Shout-out to Dopey Nation, of course. Hope you all are staying strong. Got four months yesterday. Heading to the studio to go kill it. Toodles for Chris. Love you.
another amazing reoccurring regular guest on the show is skateboarding legend Andy Roy. And Andy has been through the mill, as we all kind of are here and there. And uh, we've gotten to see him kind of ups and downs throughout the last couple years on Dopey. And uh, he kind of recounted it all for you guys in DopeyCon, too. And um, I just have to say to be involved with these people has been uh, incredibly cool and, like, it's unpredictable, you know? Like, we... I knew that there was a community to be made, and, like, I think we're kind of on the cusp of creating a real community, and... um, Which is all of you guys, obviously, and it's everybody who's involved with this thing, and I think Andy is just uh, an incredible member of our little group, and uh, this is Andy from his car, just talking about his story, and... uh, Leave it to Andy to talk about Dopey Nation Con 2, Andy fucking Roy. All right, here you go. Check it out. Here's a little drug story. I went from uh, San Francisco to BAM, trying to clean up. Didn't work. Intervention there on BAM. Snatched me up. Went to Florida. Did a 30-month program. From there, went to Huntington Beach. Clean and sober. Did three months there, IOP, graduated from there, and I got a job there, transportation, taking people to, uh, to appointments, whatever. Ran into a skateboard buddy at a skate bowl and uh, kept offering me drugs, and I kept going, no, no, no. I knew, uh, and then eventually we went and seen a show, and, and he kept throwing it out there, and I knew they weren't testing me no more, and I just uh, started straying away from my sponsor, and I took a hit of speed, and from there... The end of the night, I got so fucking weirded out. I needed heroin. He had heroin, took heroin. And that one time, that one time, I thought I could do it once. I was off to the races. So from there, transporting people to appointments, having this job, taking clean and sober people, I was with them, pulling over around the corner, telling them I got to give my friend money for gas. And really, I was getting heroin. So I was doing this in the program, saying I'm clean and sober, and I wasn't. While I'm responsible for all these clients, and that's just how shady it gets when you're on drugs. I was taking a druggy buggy van, this huge druggy buggy van that was like four blocks away from the treatment center, pulling into a sketchy place where it gets raided, get people getting arrested. I would slide in through the back, go in and get my drugs, and then I would take off. And I was doing this all the time. So what I'm saying is, is uh, this is what addiction does, man. It makes you do the shit that. You, you just don't care. And say now I'm, I'm working at New Origins where I'm doing the same kind of work where I'm transporting people. I'm taking people to appointments. I'm a house manager. And now today I got a foundation that I stick with, that I stay like uh, very close to. And, uh, and the things I'm doing today, I'm having fun being sober. My friend Scummy, all my other friends, we do a lot of great things. And now I know you could have fun being sober. Today, you could have fun being sober. I know that. It's amazing. I never thought I could. I work the steps. Um, I, I stay connected to my sponsor, uh, all, my, all my friends that are clean and sober. And it's very important to me. And I just know if you just give it a chance, if you just give it a chance being clean and sober, you will have fun. The stuff that I'm doing today it's unbelievable. I, I'm doing stuff that I never done in my life or never thought I would. 
skydiving, all the stuff that I'm doing. It's just amazing. And I know you guys can get it too. Just give it a chance. I love you all. Dopey Nation, con two. I love you. Andy fucking Roy. I'm out. Clean it sober. That was Andy Roy. I, I was great. Do you love Andy Roy? I love Andy Roy. I actually love Andy Roy because he's so raw. He's, like, been through the mill. Andy Roy did home invasions where he tied people to a chair, held them at gunpoint, and stole, like, weed plants and shit. That might be the worst story ever on Dopey. I don't know. Don's story about getting his mother addicted to heroin so he could get money from her <laughs> might have been worse. Uh, but I love Andy Roy, and I love Andy's love for the show. It means everything to me. Um, I keep looking down because I want to know what's coming next. Yeah. Coming next is a little block... Little block of recovery coming to you straight from Aloe. And, uh, and in that block, we have the incredible Alexis Haynes, the incredibly important to Dopey, the great Bob Forrest, and, uh, and Mike Mart, punk rock legend of Bob Forrest Don't Die and Tex and the Horseheads. And he tells a story about fucking shooting LSD. I shot LSD. You did? Yeah. Tell the story. It just comes, hits you really fast. Tell me, where were you? How in did Brooklyn, you do it? In Brooklyn. You had liquid LSD? What did you do? Tell us the whole story. My roommate was doing it, and uh, I did it too, and it just makes it hit really This is fast. the worst story I ever heard. Okay. How did he break down the ass? I can't remember. Did he have blotter? It was in a spoon. I think it was blotter in a spoon, and we didn't cook it. You just, like, dissolve it or whatever. I think it's amazing. Um, there's always drug stories on Dopey. This is 40 years ago. I understand. I'm saying there's all, what I'm saying is that there's always been drug stories on Dopey, and it's funny that I haven't even mentioned drugs on DopeyCon two yet. No, not yet. It's all like party time. That's interesting. Very interesting. All right. Alexis Haynes mentions drugs, and so does Mike Mart, and then is the Godfather of Dopey himself, the great Bob Forrest. Who who knows where we would be without Bob? Not where we are. And Bob treated uh, Chris years ago. So this is our aloe block of Dopey. Hey, Dopey Nation. Happy DopeyCon. It's Alexis Haynes, a.k.a. Nyers. And I'm so grateful to be here with all of you guys today. I'm so grateful to Dave and Chris for creating this epic community. And it's been an honor to be a guest on the podcast multiple times now. Um, Dave asked me to share one of my more cringy and scary moments in active addiction. So I thought I would share this story with you guys. I was in the kind of beginning phases of my heroin addiction. Um, you know, the part where like you can still party with people who aren't doing dope. Um, but you know, and you're sneaking your addiction so that way nobody knows. And this was a time period where I was partying with a lot of rock stars and I had spent a couple of days at Kid Rock's house partying with a whole slew of people. And some people were, you know, partaking in a little blow here and there and some people weren't. We were all smoking weed and drinking and just having, like, a great time. But, of course, your girl ran out of drugs. So I went to go on a drug run. And um, I collected money from people to grab some coke. 
and I drove over to my heroin dealer's um, apartment and I'm waiting outside. It's really late at night. It's probably like midnight, maybe even one in the morning at this point. And my window is cracked and I'm smoking a cigarette, waiting for my drug dealer to come out and hand me a bag of heroin. So I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I hear something in my window and I turn my head and there's a gun in my window and a guy standing there and I'm getting jacked. Now, I don't know if this guy was like in on it with my drug dealer, he probably was, or if he had just been scoping out the spot and like knew that things were going down here. But <laughs> basically, um, I freaked out, put my foot on the gas and started driving. And I hear this guy screaming in the background and he is yelling and I look out the side of my window again and his gun is stuck in my window. And so I push the gun out the window and I drive away. At this point, I'm freaking out. I'm totally shaken up. And I call my sister Tess and Kid Rock, who we called Bobby because that's his name. And I'm crying, I'm hyperventilating. And he was so kind, he like offered to come pick me up. But I was like, no, I'm fine. Because we all know that I still needed to get my hands on some dope. So I spent the rest of the night trying to get hooked up. And eventually, we made it happen like we always do when we're in active addiction. Um, you know, reflecting on these moments really just makes me so grateful for my sobriety today. I'm coming up on a decade clean and sober, which is just a huge monument for me. I would have never guessed at 19 years old that I would be able to be sitting here where I'm sitting. Look at this luxury, <laughs> this amazing life at 29 years old. It is incredible and it's because of people like you these amazing communities that keep me going each and every day i'm so grateful so cheers to dave and chris and toodles to all of you hey dopey nation greetings from california this is evan from aloe house just wanted to wish you guys a happy DopeyCon too i'm sorry we can't all be there in person this year um but I'm just so grateful to belong to this community of kindred spirits. I hope you're all well. Hey, Dopey Nation. <clears throat> Happy DopeyCon 2. This is Mike Mart from Bob Forrest uh, Don't Die Podcast. And uh, Dave, I'm super proud of you, man. This is congratulations on DopeyCon 2. <clears throat> you know, if um, it wasn't for the Dopey Podcast, we wouldn't have started Don't Die, you know, which we have fun with. And, uh, it's a good opportunity to try and help people, you know, online and uh, in this new weird age that we're in. Uh, I'll set this story up. This uh, it's, it's you know it's the '80s and uh, we're in punk bands. We idolize and run with people like Darby Crash and um, Joe Strummer and bands like the X and the Ramones and you know we're a bunch of disenfranchised punk rockers. Um, we idolize writers like Hunter Thompson, who lives gonzo lifestyle, you know, we just think that's the fucking greatest thing in the world. Um, 
Reagan is president, and uh, he's doing weird shit like naming stuff after himself, uh, you know, Reaganomics and the trickle-down effect, like this some kind of golden fucking fountain that we're supposed to be grateful to get the bottom little trickle. <clears throat> the minimum wage is about $3.50, and we're in bands. We're just, you know, we don't give a fuck. We don't have jobs. We don't have anything. We're just, we do music. So uh, we're afraid we're all going to die in some horrible nuclear war at any moment because of this fucked up actor president. And uh, we're out on tour. I'm in a band called Texan the Horseheads. And, uh, you know, we're punk country hybrid kind of band. And uh, we're out on our first tour. And uh, we meet a bunch of nuts in Austin, Texas, Um a band called the Big Boys and a band called the Hickoids, and we stay at their place, this place called uh, Texas West. It's this crash kind of big compound thing, you know? Um, so the scene was such that bands toured and they played and they supported each other and they <clears throat> shows and parties and drugs, and somebody had given me some blotter acid to take, and in my drunken state, I just decided to dissolve it in a spoon and shoot it up. Now, being young and hopeless and, you know, we would literally put anything in a spoon and put it in our arm just to see if it was possible, you know? I've cooked some crazy shit down and gotten high. I've gotten, I've shot Everclear with Jeffrey Lee Pierce once, just for laughs. Got drunk. Uh, so, this extremely beautiful goth chick and I dissolve this green blotter acid in this spoon and I shoot it up having no idea what it's going to do. And here's the weird part. Nothing happened for like five minutes. And I thought, ah, fuck, it didn't work. I was kind of bummed. And I thought about shooting a second dose. And then it started to hit me. And within a minute, I was peeking hard. Trails, the chick looked weird and dead. And I thought some guy was trying to kill me with a comb. And and it ends with the goth chick and me and a bottle of whiskey in a graveyard having sex on top of a sarcophagus. Um... You know, it was a really great time. It was a really great fucking era of music and freedom. And, uh, you know, I'm glad I didn't shoot that second dose because I might have ended up in a psych ward somewhere in Texas staring out the window at the birds. <clears throat> so um, that's my story about shooting acid. And uh, I'm just going to keep it short, but I love you guys and have a great dopey con and stay sober and don't die. All right. Bye. Hey, dopey nation. See that guy right there? His name's Joe Strummer. He's my hero, my idol. I am grateful for Joe Strummer, that Joe Strummer existed, that I get to listen to his music, that I got to meet him and talk with him and, and get his take on life. It's Public Enemy up on top of that up there. I'm grateful for Public Enemy. It takes the nation of millions to hold us back. There's the Cramps right there. See the Cramps? The band called the Cramps. Um, I'm grateful for music, but all the bullshit of being sober, grateful, and the sun shining, and the ocean, and all that, I'm never grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful for Dopey Dave, carrying on the Dopey Nation. But I'm not grateful that my children are healthy, and all the bullshit lies that people say they're grateful for. Gratitude is, is, uh, an over-emphasized thing. And it's only because the big book is filled with gratitude all the time, so everybody thinks they have to talk about gratitude. No, I'm, am I happy I'm sober? Yeah. Am I happy I got friends? Yeah. Am I happy that 
I live in California sometimes. <laughs> so, so anyways, Dave asked me to talk about gratitude. I am gra grateful for all the great music that musicians have given us. I'm grateful for Dopey Nation and the humor and the being able to talk about things that uh, normally people sober don't talk about. But, uh, you know, I am known as the ungrateful addict, and I will remain the ungrateful addict. <laughs> See you later. So that was Bob. I love Bob's take on gratitude. I, I and I, I, sh I don't share his, his understanding of gratitude, but... I share my resistance to talk about being grateful. I don't know why it should annoy me so much to talk about being grateful. Um, but I have so much stuff to be grateful for. Obviously, I'm grateful for you, Ray. I'm grateful for you, Dad, wherever you are. <laughs> grateful to the Dopey Nation. Bob's Gra got a great voice, too. He does. He, and he's a legend, you know, punk rock legend, recovery legend. Um, so I'm grateful to you, Bob. And I'm grateful... I am grateful that my kids are fucking healthy. You know, like, it's a, it's a good deal. Because if they weren't, it would be terrible. Terrible. The we, we had the dishwasher break down to the tune of flooding the, the, the kitchen every time. So, as Dad, where are you sneaking off to? <laughs> it's like, why don't you do it in between the takes? <laughs> and I had to buy a new dishwasher... And fucking, and I was grateful to be and able to buy one. You could do it. You could do it. However, stupid Home Depot, and I even signed up for the Home Depot credit card, which is something I never could do before. Dad, where are you going? If we're making a TV show, you can't walk in and out and act like it's just happening. You have to wait between the takes or involve yourself. Those are the two choices. So come and involve we yourself. Could turn, we could turn the Please, camera. Please, can you just involve yourself? What are you doing? I live here, and I'm trying to live my life. Well, what are you doing? I, Going from I'm his bedroom clean, to the kitchen. I'm cleaning the kitchen. I'm, I'm writing a note to Maurice. I'm doing all sorts of work. Well, can you just do it in between the takes, please? We're talking about Bob Forrest. What do you have to say about Bob? He's terrific. That's it? Bob's terrific. All right. We love Bob. Um, I'm grateful to you, Dad. Amazing, amazing guy. And um, the dishwasher story is fucking Home Depot sold me a dishwasher in October and they're supposed to deliver it in November and then they write me that they can't deliver it till December. It's December now. Well, it came today, um, but I'm not grateful for that shit. You'll be grateful when it's working. I will be grateful when it's working. Up next, we have a woman who knows all about love and light and gratitude and doing the next right thing, love and tolerance. It's Amazing woman out of Georgia. Her name is Nzinga Harrison. She's a doctor, and she's amazing. You love Nzinga? Yeah, yeah. Do you actually love her, or you just not? I, re I remember her, yeah. She was great. She's a wonderful lady. Anyway, here she is, Nzinga Harrison. Hey, Dopey Nation. Dr. Nzinga Harrison here, checking in for DopeyCon 2. So I was minding my own workday business, and I got a text from Dave, and he was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, what's up? And he was like, I need you to give a message for DopeyCon 2. And I was like, at your service. And I also happen to already have on an appropriate shirt. So here we are. I'm super honored, Dave, that you always think of me to reach out to the Dopey Nation and super grateful to the Dopey Nation for the warm arms that you all have wrapped around me since we uh, came acquainted. I just wanted to take a minute and talk to you all about 
gratitude. So Dave was recently on uh, my podcast, which is In Recovery, which is the reason why Dave and I even met in the first place. Um, And one of the biggest messages he's left the audience with was that 12 steps for him was a place always of love and compassion and gratitude. And that's really where me and Dave overlap 100% on how we know that as human beings, we need to be approached, whether we have drug addiction, don't have drug addiction, whether we've experienced trauma, whether we haven't, whether we're black, white, straight, gay, Asian, whatever, all of the different ways that we divide ourselves just as human beings, we need love, compassion, and gratitude. And so we're in an unprecedented time. We have been through a lot as a whole world. Uh, We've especially been through a lot as a whole United States over the last year and more. And my message for you is that just aim to be a beacon of light and love and compassion and gratitude, much like Dave is to the Dopey Nation. And if you find yourself in the dark, hopefully somebody else is shining for you. And if you're not in the dark, then you can be that person who is shining for someone else. Um, I try to live each day being a shining light so that people who are in the dark can see me and reach out. I have an unending well of compassion and love and gratitude to share. Um, When I'm feeling like my cup is empty, I look around and I can find the shining lights. So that's my message for the Dopey Nation, for DopeyCon. Each and every one of you, no matter where you are in your walk in life, no matter where you are in your walk in recovery, no matter even if you may be in active addiction, just by virtue of being a human being, you are a bright, shining light, and someone else may need to see you and may be able to see you even when you can't see yourself. So with that, I am going to pop off of this video, um, and as always, fucking toodles for Chris. Bye. Hey Dave and Dopey Nation, this is Jake, formerly of West Virginia, now of somewhere in Oregon. I'd just like to say happy DopeyCon 2. Thank you so much Dave for everything you do. Thank you to the Dopey Nation for the support and the love of my tunes over the years. Um, love you all and fucking toodles for Chris. What's up, Dopey Nation? This is Stephanie Roberts checking in with you all to tell you I love you so much. So grateful to be a part of this group. And shout out to Dopey Nation Biker Gang. Shout out to Hot Wheels. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Fucking toodles for Chris. What up, Dave? Dopey Nation. It's Johnny Socket. Just want to wish y'all a happy DopeyCon 2. I love the show. Love y'all in the community. Toodles for Chris. And stay strong, Dopey Nation. Hello, Dopey Nation. Hello, Dopey Nation. Do you know who that is? This is Ishmael. Remember me? I missed you all. Ishmael misses you. But you have to understand, this pandemic has him, has him delivering cats around New York. Yeah, I'm working as a delivery now. We believe it? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I asked Ishmael to wish you guys a happy DopeyCon 2. So happy DopeyCon 2. Con 2. Inshallah. Inshallah. Thank you, Ishmael. <laughs> Thank you.
Yo, Dave, Dopey Nation, what's up? This is Andrew and the rest of the uh, Facebook, Dopey Facebook moderators. Um, just wanted to say congrats on DopeyCon 2 and for keeping the podcast going. And, uh, you know, it's a shame we're not there in person, but but it's good to be here with you guys um, virtually. So, yeah, that's all I got. Congrats, Dave. Congrats. Thank you for joining the community and for um, not being such dicks all the time. Um, that's it. Congrats. Felicitations. Oh, some French in there. I like it. Yeah. From So essentially we've got, you know, countries and countries worth of people in the Dopey Nation all celebrating together this year, even though we are apart. And uh, that's pretty freaking cool. So thanks for keeping this thing rolling. Happy DopeyCon 2. I wish we were all hanging out in real life, but this will do. I can't wait for DopeyCon 3 to be held at Taco Bell Cantina. And um, great job, Dave. Everyone that contributes, Ray, Sam, everyone. I love the Dopey Nation. I love everyone in Facebook and beyond. And um, congratulations. Should we say toodles? Hey, Dopey Nation, this is Robbie, one of Davey's oldest friends uh, from the same crew that brought you Jim, Jeremy, Greg, uh, David, and uh, a whole bunch of other jokers. Um, uh, Just wishing you and yours a happy DopeyCon 2. Much love and stay strong. Toodles for Chris. Nation. Some of you may have heard of me. I'm on some of the stories with Dave. I've known him a long time. Same thing with Todd. Um, this is the DK. I just want to wish you all a happy DopeyCon 2. Take care of yourselves and each other. And toodles for Chris. And much love for Todd. Um, everybody stay safe. Be smart. Hey, what's up, Dopey Nation? It's John Barleycorn from a podcast greater than yourself. Wishing everybody a happy DopeyCon 2. And this is Fred. John and I are both grateful that today we don't have the desire to drink or use drugs. My name is Mark Marin, and I was told by uh, Dave that this was a special occasion. So I'd like to wish uh, I'd like to wish him or whoever, whatever the fuck it is, the podcast, a happy birthday or anniversary or uh, congratulations on uh, your sobriety, whatever it is, I'm just here to to help out because um, Dave fucking annoyed me, like annoyed me. I mean, this guy, you know, he's so annoying, he makes junkies and Jews look bad. It's a double whammy. That's how annoying David is. It's like, he makes junkies and Jews look bad. And he's sober and a Jew. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. But I know a lot of people enjoy the show. I personally um, have never listened to it. Uh, I have the swag. I have the hat. I have socks. I have a sweatshirt. Dave will do anything to get me to do shit for him. And the sweat and meat, I've, I've, he's bribed me with meat. So this is really just me doing, you know, 
doing, it's, it's fair. Like whatever I'm doing right now was worth the hat, was worth the socks, was worth the sweatshirt, was worth the, uh, the cats' uh, mail, uh, mail to me, um, was worth, uh, but wait a minute, I think I, did I, I think I got, I got Dave into a show. Did I buy, I don't think I bought him dinner. Did I buy you dinner, man? When, wherever that was, and when I played in uh, Long Island? Remember when I ran, did I buy that dinner or no? It doesn't matter, dude. Th this is fair. It's fair. And like I said, I've never listened to your podcast, but I've been on it and I had a nice talk with you. And uh, in all seriousness, I don't want to be a dick, though you are annoying, but uh, congratulations. Uh, I wish you continued success. And if there's anything I can do to help you with that, don't ask me. Okay? So we had the lovely Nzinga Harrison who, who has a career of helping addicts, which is amazing. And then we heard from a bunch of dopey people. And if you were paying attention, you saw who was at the end. Dopey hero, a, a total, uh, a way for me to understand that a higher power exists, who is the great Mark Marin, who, who shows up in my time of need. Oh yeah. So he was a dick to me in the, in the video. You know, very mean. Very mean. What do you think about that? I thought it was hilarious. But he's very Someone mean. Someone has to be. Someone has to be. <laughs> so um, so I woke up in the One night, I was, I, I'd been begging him. Like, I text him often and beg him for shit. And I'm begging him to do DopeyCon 2. Please, baby, please, baby, please, baby. He's like, I'll think about it. And uh, Linda turned on the heat at night, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I see on the phone, I, it's like he texted like, oh, my boyfriend texted. And my boyfriend texted me, Mark <laughs> Marin. I love him. And uh, and it said, I hope it wasn't too mean. And I was like, <gasps> he sent the video. And I and I decided I needed to sleep, so I wasn't gonna watch the video. But I was very excited. And in the morning, I watched the video and I laughed. I, I lolled, as Chris would say. <laughs> I laughed out loud. And um, and then I thought maybe he's maybe he's too mean though. Um, but he's not. I'm very happy he did the show. It meant everything to me. Um, I would hate to do Dopey uh, and not have Chris be a part of it. So we had this amazing animator and friend of the show and just helpful person, Alec Allegio, uh, make this animated sequence of one of my favorite Chris stories. And, and there's an extra person, an extra voice. There was a woman Chris was dating at the time, and she was at my house when we recorded this sequence. So if you're wondering who that extra person, it was her. And uh, hopefully she's doing well too. She listened to the show for a little while, but I don't think she's listening anymore. Anyway, here's a little piece of Chris. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. And obviously uh, there would be no Dopey. There would be no DopeyCon 2. There would be nothing uh, without Chris. And uh, it sucks that he's gone. <laughs> So I go watch Wolf of Wall Street with my ex, Tina, and I'm in the uh, the bathroom, and I had put the LSD in my wallet, and I'm like, you know what? She's home. No, she's with me watching Wolf of yeah. Wall Street. You told me. And I was like, I did? Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to drop a little LSD real quick. <laughs> like, nobody's going to know. And I, very obvious. At the trip. movie theater. Yeah, at the movie theater. So okay. I go in the bathroom. Oh, you're at the movie. I'm watching in the bathroom during Wolf of Wall Street. You see Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. 
And so I drop a bunch of LSD in the bathroom, or just a couple hits, and this is that bomb-ass fire shit, right? Was it the best acid you ever had? As, yes, for sure. Silk, Silk Road was crazy. Silk Road, dark web, <laughs> if you want to get really good acid. So I go in and I'm watching, first of all, the worst movie to start tripping in is Wolf of Wall Street, right? I don't know. I, I once tripped and watched Purple Rain on TV. Not a great experience. <laughs> um, all right, let me just roll through this, all right? So... And it's then, a long-ass movie. And then, so. It's yes. wicked long. And by the end, I'm fucking tripping hard. And so we have so, we finish the movie it's and we go back. Yeah, and we, okay. we go back to Tina's apartment and I'm like, dude, she's going to fucking know. Like, it's like my eyes are pokemon already. They're really big. And I'm like, fuck, like, she's going to know. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Sometimes we would meditate together. I'm like, I'm going to do a meditation session. And then after the meditation session, I'm going to say, I feel like I'm tripping. And I'm going to say that. I, <laughs> That's going to be your go-to. Yeah, and I'm going to say that I'm suffering from HPPD, which is hallucinogen persisting percep- perceptual disorder. It's a real thing that people get. It's flashback. A flashback. A flashback. So I'm going to tell her that this meditation session this triggered idea, my flashback. Did this idea come to you when you're reaching for the LSD in your wallet? No, this was a eureka moment while I was tripping. All right, so we go sit down. We do the meditation, right? Uh-huh. And then after the meditation, like... I open my eyes and I'm like, I feel strange. And Tina's like, what? <laughs> and Tina's like, what? And I was like, I feel like I'm tripping. And she's like, your eyes look really weird. And I was like, really? And like, I pretended to go walk into the bathroom and I look at myself. I'm like, oh my God. What did bathroom. you see when you went into the bathroom? Oh, they're fucking see? huge, dude. Were you seeing fractals? And no, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't at that point. So my eyes are huge, right? And I'm looking at myself in the mirror. And I'm like, oh man, like, wow, like. I think I'm suffering from flashbacks. <laughs> so, anyways, Tina buys it, lock, stock, smoking barrel. She's like, she's, really? You know what her response was? You know what her response was? Oh, wow. Like, well, now anytime you want to trip, you can just meditate. Like, she was like, it was a good thing. You know what I mean? It was like, basically, if you Meanwhile, you're like 45 minutes into the most intense trip of oh, your it's life. Oh, start, I'm starting to trip really hard. You know what I mean? And then, like, I start to feel bad about it because that's what happens when I trip. I get remorse. I have these introspective nightmares about how drugs are going to kill me. You feel bad. And I'm like, I need to be honest. So I tell Tina, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I I took LSD. And you know what she says? You didn't take LSD. She's like, it's just a meditation. (laughs) She was like, you meditated and now you're having a flashback. I'm like, no, I took LSD. She didn't believe me. She thought I was fucked up from the meditation and that I thought I took the LSD. So then I say this. I say, no, Tina. I say... (laughs) I went to the bathroom during Wolf of Wall Street, Dave, and I had LSD. Right now. Yeah. I'm like, I went, I went to the bathroom during Wolf of Wall Street, I was like, and I had LSD in my wallet. I took it out of my wallet, and I ingested it. Wow. You know what I mean? And then, so then she realizes, like, okay, I think, like, like, he's telling the truth, and he really did. And she gets so upset. Like, very, very upset. And she starts packing up my things that I have there. Had you relapsed yet, to her knowledge? Or is yeah, this she already knew. This was, like, the second one. So she's, like, so she's packing up all my stuff. She's, like, you got to go. And during this time period, you know what I'm like? I'm, like, you know what? I shouldn't have told her. I'm, like, actually, I'm, like, I don't think I did, actually. I'm, like, I'm, like, I think it was Dopey Nation. This is Arden, Chris's sister. You can see my little dog, Kiwi, there in the background. I hope you're enjoying DopeyCon 2. I really loved the DopeyCon last year and look forward to when we can do it again in person. 
I hope all of you are staying strong during the pandemic and you enjoy a safe and happy holiday season. Thank you for your loyalty. I know it would mean a lot to Chris. Wishing you the best. Talk to you soon. Hey there, Dopey Nation. Joe Schrank, Rabble Rouser, Recovery Advocate. I'm very grateful for the Dopey Nation. I'm grateful that I knew Chris. Very sad about that outcome, but I try to stay in the idea that I knew him at all. There are people who never know anybody like Chris, so I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I have two boys who have never seen me drink. I have a reputation, and it's largely deserved for royally fucking up many things. And uh, But that, that, I have not fucked up. Two kids, they've never seen me drink. One's going to medical school, uh, and one of them plays tennis five hours a day. So I guess... I guess that went well. And for those of you in the nation who consider yourselves to be dedicated members, let me just show you what dedication looks like. Uh, there you go. That is what a truly dedicated member of the Dopey Nation would do. So enjoy DopeyCon 2, and hopefully we can do that live someday after we get a vaccine. I'm very thankful for you, Dave, and the Dopey Nation, and I just wanted to say hello to everyone, and stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris. Dominic, uh, just want to say some interesting times we're living in here. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Hey there, uh, Dopey Nation. Hey, Dave. Um, and a very happy DopeyCon to us all. Um, and I just wanted to say, uh, how amazing the Dopey Nation is, um, each and every one of you. And, um, and, uh, it's honestly, it's, it's one of my favorite things. Um, and I'm proud of you, Dave, every day. And, um, yeah. And, and as someone who drove cross country with Todd, um, I, I think I can safely say, he would be amazed to see how many of you, you uh, there are and, um, and how, how hard you're all working every day. Um, yeah, uh, it's amazing and it's inspiring. And uh, yeah, just wanted to say big fat toodles. Um, and uh, yeah, stay strong, Dopey Nation. I'm, uh, I love you all. I do. All right. Hey, Dopey Nation. This is Ryan, the mediocre designer behind the Dopey logo. Uh, I hope we have a great DopeyCon. I know it's not the way any of us wanted it to be uh, or expected it to be, but it's going to be great nonetheless. And uh, I know this uh, supportive, awesome, dynamic, weird community is, uh, is going to make it a great event. And uh, you guys are going to keep doing the deal. So stay strong, Dopey Nation, and toodles for Chris. So it's the end of DopeyCon 2. Uh, was it as magical as DopeyCon? As DopeyCon? You know, look, at, look at that golden light coming in for DopeyCon 2. You, don't, you know, you always say DopeyCon 1, but it's not DopeyCon 1, it's DopeyCon. DopeyCon. There's DopeyCon, and then, DopeyCon and then there's DopeyCon 2. 
And was DopeyCon 2 as magical as DopeyCon? And the answer is no. How could it be? The answer is yes. How could it be? Look at the golden light we're bathing in right now. We're on the fucking computer video thing. However, we what we do... Yeah, that's nice. What we do as addicts, as people in recovery, is we try to put our best foot forward and we try to have fun regardless of the situation and we try to make the best out of every situation. And uh, and that's what we're doing here. So what we say at the end... Dad! Yo! Dad! This is the big ending. So come end it. He's fucking eating we cheese just, at the we sink. Just, we just like, told him what he did was the big ending. No, but he got upset, so I wanted to do another one. Oh. So, Dad, this is the big ending. If we're... Okay. So, you want to say goodbye? Yes, goodbye, everybody. What are you eating? <laughs> I just... What are, you, what are you holding? What are you eating? What's happening? I'm starving to death. What are you eating? Cheese? <laughs> what are you eating? No, it's actually ham and cheese. So, you're eating ham and cheese, holding a paper towel while we're doing the big finale of the show. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I'm going to get into position. Okay, yes. It was. I hope it was a great show, even though I didn't see it because we we're, we're broadcasting before I actually see the show. So now we're I'm recording. Not, we're not broadcasting. This is recording. This is. I'm speaking about the future. So the future is going to be wonderful. It was a great show. I hope everybody enjoyed it. And uh, and then again, uh, the Dopey Nation stay strong and toodles for Chris. Nicely done, Dad. Very good. Wait, let me do a quick one. Wait. All right. Hi, everybody. You wanted to make sure you swallowed the ham and cheese in your mouth before we did it? Um, okay. Before we go, we have the amazing Scout Willis. And uh, this song is incredible. You know, I wouldn't, I don't say, I say a lot of stuff is good, but I don't mean it all the time. You, you played it for me in the taco place downstairs, and one of the customers said, who's that singing? She was amazing. So we're going to leave it on Scout Willis's amazing song about addiction that she actually talked about on Dopey, which is called Goodbye. Hey, what's up, Dopey Nation? My name is Scout Willis, and I want to share a song with you that I wrote a few months after I got sober called Goodbye. Goodbye to Sam.
Rubicon too. Somebody, somebody's really sad that they're not in Dopicon too. Look at her. Tell the Dopey Nation what you just said. I just don't feel like you prepared enough good things for us. I prepared none. <laughs> I prepared very little. All right, exactly. I don't feel really included in the whole Dopicon too. Do you want to take the Dopey Nation on the tour of the house? Definitely not. Look how beautiful Linda is, though. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh. Um, so... What we just showed them, Lynn, I know you're not... You know, we just showed them that incredible uh, performance by Scout Willis, which you loved. I did love that. Um, and uh, I wanted to have you on the show because you're you're everything to me. You're my... Besides Dopey and Katz's and You stop playing footsies Nora with me while we're talking. And Nora. You playing and footsies with me. You're my, you're my whole life. Why are you disgusted playing footsie with me? Just, it, the whole thing is weird. Like, what's this called? A selfie stick? You don't like, you don't like, like, you don't like my <laughs> selfie stick? It's Ray's selfie stick. That's even more uncomfortable. It's even gayer <laughs> that I'm using Ray's <laughs> selfie stick. Um, anyway, I wanted you to say goodbye to the Dopey Nation, and uh, I wanted you to be in Dopey Con, too. No, thank you. And I'm, I'm honored to be a Dopey Con, too. Are you saying no thank you or no thank you? No, th no thank you. For um, letting me be a part of Dopey Conte. Letting you be a part of it. Yeah. She said uh, this morning that she would do it if I let if I took Susan all day. She said, I'll do three minutes of Dopey Conte if you let me go shopping. And then she went shopping, and now we're doing the three minutes of Dopey Conte. And now it's the end of Dopey Conte. And what do we say to the people? Uh, stay strong, Dopey Nation. She teases me. She says I talk to the Dopey Nation in my sleep. Is that true, Lynn? You do. What do I say? You well, you you're like doing. Um, I'm podcasting. In you're my podcasting. Sleep. Yeah, what so do you, I say? Just like technical. You talk about like technical stuff. Like what? I think you're you're fighting with Sam a lot in my dreams. In your dreams, <laughs> in your nightmares. Um, what was I going to say? Um, what did you're I used to talk about? Toodles. What did I, no, I don't do that. <laughs> what did I used to talk about in my sleep? You used to say I talked about stuff in my sleep. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but um, I don't know. You have you 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 talk in your sleep all the time. Um, I, I block it out now. Now just... you're playing footsie with me. <laughs> so we say. I mean, Linda also mocks me that I say "Stay strong, dopey nation," and "Fucking toodles for Chris." Very unsupportive partner. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles. Hey, Jennifer, we're talking to everybody in the Dopey Nation. Hi, Dopey Nation. How are you guys? Getting ready for the virtual Dopey Con 2. Tim Ryan, Jennifer Jimenez, both here in long-term recovery. We want to let you guys know that yeah. we are very grateful for you. Um, and Dopey, thank you so much. Um, Dopey Nation, thank you for being a strong movement and a strong voice for us. And thank you for everyone that participates. Whether you're in recovery, you're trying to get there, you're struggling, we love you. Hey, Dave. Dopey Podcast. Excited for Dopey, Dopey Con 2. Excited to see how it comes out. I hope you guys are all doing well out there. Dave, I'm real thankful for you, brother. You're doing a great thing. Hope you keep it up. Can't wait to see what you got coming up in the future. You guys all stay strong out there. 
Stay strong, Dopey Nation, and toodles for Chris. What's up, Dopey Nation? I'm Amanda from Drop the Needle in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I am eternally grateful for the continued kindness and support from our friends and followers for us and the community. Um, it's been incredible to see people give a shit about other people, even in the hardest times. Um, I hope everyone's staying safe. I hope everyone has someone to talk to. We love you guys. Toodles for Chris. Uh, so this is my podcast. I'm, I'm starting out. This is the very first, if you couldn't tell, um, uh, maiden voyage of um, a podcast that I am going to call Drug Stories. Because drug stories, I need not tell you if you're listening to this, are the best kind of stories in the world. Whether they are hilarious or tragic or tragically hilarious or uh, just plain sad and horrible, uh, they are a window into humanity that you just don't get without adding drugs in the mix. You're never going to do anything with it. I mean, yeah, like, I, well, I was going to do it with you. That was the plan. You're the drug addict and... Uh, so yeah, that's what happened, uh, and then he did it with Chris, and, uh, it was awesome, and, uh, they have a, they grew a whole nation of people, and, uh, yeah, I'm not mad, well, I'm not mad, but, um, can we, can we cut, I just, I just need, I just need to, Dave, I love you, and Dopey Nation, I love you, and uh, congratulations on uh, DopeyCon 2, and I hope everyone's having fun, uh, stay strong, toodles for Chris. Hey guys, it's Charlotte, um, I'm super, super grateful for the Dopey Nation, for all the people that I've met in person and on the internet. I'm super thankful for my family and um, really, really thankful for the Toodles for Chris Scholarship Foundation, which allowed me to be here in treatment and put together eight months of sobriety. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Duncan, a.k.a. Slam Dunk, a.k.a. Dunk Tank, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. that four-eyed fuck. Uh, yeah. Happy DopeyCon to all you freaks out there in the Dopey Nation. Um, coming at you via this video. Uh, it'd be nice to make it to DopeyCon person. Maybe that'll happen one of these days. But uh, yeah, fucking toodles for Chris and peace and love for Todd. Toodles. What's up, yeah. Dopey Nation? I'm Dave. I'm with... Smiling Smi Joe. Smiling Joe. We're wishing you a happy Dopey Contu. Yes. And we say stay strong, Dopey Nation. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. You're going to Florida. Going to Florida. Three weeks. Well, we'll God. see when you get back. God's grace. Amen. Hey, Dopey Nation. I'm so happy that we're having Dopey Con 2. Granted, I wish we could all be together. I wish that 
we were able to uh, meet face to face, but I'm so thankful for the Dopey Nation and the group that we've created, the support and the um, camaraderie that we have. I love it. Thanks, Dave, for all you do. Keep it up. Greetings, Dopey Nation. This is your boy, B. Getz, from the Upful Life Podcast, coming at you live and direct from the Bay Area for DopeyCon 2. Now, I uh, want to say large up and give thanks to the whole Dopey Nation out there. I know 2020 has been a crazy year, and I hope that everybody's taking care of themselves, looking out for one another, staying positive, and uh, doing the work. So uh, I want to also give thanks to our fearless leader, Dave, for every Friday delivering the Dopey Podcast. I want to, of course, thank our dearly departed friend, Chris, and the whole team. We got Ray. We've got Alan, the king of Fetch in New York City. We've got Linda and the kiddos in Long Island. And I got to give a shout out to Sam, who produces the show and makes it happen behind the scenes every week. Uh, with that, you know, I hope everyone enjoys DopeyCon 2, seasons, greetings. Uh, give thanks for everybody, our health, our safety, our sanity. And uh, stay safe, Dopey Nation. Me not say toodles. Aloha, it's Bryn in Hawaii. I'm grateful for all these online communities helping us stay sober. Happy DopeyCon 2. Hey Dopey Nation, I'm Stacy logging in from Virginia Beach, Virginia. So excited about DopeyCon. Love you all, especially you, Alan. Bye. Hi, my name's Sam. I produce the Dopey Podcast with Dave. I want to wish you guys a happy DopeyCon too, and hope you thoroughly enjoyed the show. Now, over the last uh, couple years that I've been working with Dave, I've done some bad bits and uh, particularly some bad songs. Stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris. Hey, this is Kat Marnell, and I'd like to wish all the made-up Dopey fans a happy Dopey Con and a special fuck you to Dave, who I know hates me. And creates like 10,000 new profiles a day. So stay strong, Dopey Nation, and uh, toodles. So that was DopeyCon 2. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a joy to make. It was a ton of work, but I'm, I'm really proud that we got to do it. We were finishing it up this morning when I got the terrible news that our friend Colleen died. And Colleen MC has been around the Dopey Podcast and the Dopey Nation for years and um, when Chris died, she was a huge part of, of that incredible group of people that came together uh, to basically to console each other. And, and she's just been an incredible force of good within the Dopey Nation, always sticking her hand out and making people feel welcome and comfortable. Generous, cool lady. And she had two little kids. So, um, you know, my heart goes out to them. We're dedicating DopeyCon 2 to the memory of Colleen MC who was a beloved member of the Dopey Nation. And if anybody will carry out her legacy, it's to be kind to each other and of service to addicts and alcoholics, which is really the point of what we're all trying to do. Um, 
A lot of people helped me so much with this show, and I want to thank them. First, I want to thank my old, old friend, John Taketh. He is a musician. He's a drummer. He's a composer. He's a web designer. He, uh, he's done a ton of dopey music over the years, including one of my favorites, the Fat Albert beat, among others, Methadone, the infamous Titty Meat. He did the beat at the front of the show today. Um, and thank you, John. He plays good drums on Good So Bad. John has been a collaborator for a million years. I love John. Um, I want to thank Kalichi for generously writing the intro song, Welcome to DopeyCon 2. If you guys don't know Kalichi, he was on the show. Hardcore uh, drug addict in recovery. Amazing guy. Amazing service he does. And thank you. Love the song. Check him out. He's on Dopey 2. Then, the great Brad Katz. Because if there was no Brad Katz, there would be no Dopey. I've been collaborating with Brad uh, for years and years also, 20 years or so, 25 years. Brad is somebody that's always uh, looked out for me, always believed in me, even when I was all fucked up on heroin. And Brad did the graphic intro um, for the Kalichi song. He, he lent a hand all over the place. He's always coming through. And Brad actually came up with the idea of Dopey. I wound up stealing it from him quite unceremoniously uh, around five years ago. And still, Brad is a true friend and a collaborator, and I love him. Um, I want to thank Sam for fucking putting in work all the time. Sam's probably watching the, the rundown of DopeyCon 2 right now, so got to thank Sam. He's always uh, producing the show with me and helping out and just getting it done. Um, I want to thank Alec Leggio. Alec Leggio did the transitions on the show, all those cool little glitchy transitions. He also did the Chris story animation. Got to thank Chris, you know, because Dopey would be nothing without Chris, and... Obviously, uh, it's crazy that he's gone still five years or three years, almost three years later, two and a half years later. And I want to thank Mr. Howard Buxbaum, who has been slaving on the hot editing deck, putting this show together. Howie's another guy that I've known for uh, almost 25 years, and uh, he helped out with the website. He is an incredibly generous person, so I want to thank Howie of Very Nice Industries. I want to thank my dad. Uh, who I'm such a dick to on the show, but I love and is always there and, and just getting it done. I don't want to get all crazy with thank yous. I want to thank everyone in the Dopey Nation for being a part of it, supporting the show. It means everything to me. And um, let's just uh, think about Colleen before we end. And obviously, um, stay strong, Dopey Nation, and toodles for Chris and Todd and Colleen and Andrew and Dave Marshall and so many people have died Liam and, and Patrick and, and, and we lose people all the time so like do your best to be vigilant and do your best to look out for everybody and uh, stay strong Yo what's up Dopey Nation this is Johnny Takes AK The Rugged Shot AKA Chuck Lewis What up Dave, Big Ups Chris Toodles for Chris, Dopey Nation Good so bad One, two one, two, three, four. Well, I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket. So bad.
Now, before we say goodbye, Dad, you want to, why don't you come read a review? Just for good old time's sake, Dad. Come on. Come read a review. Read this one. Just quick, 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 quick. Time is money. Let's go, Dad. Time is money. Quick. Here, Ray, you come read, read this, this review. I don't know how to read. All right. Let's Which see. one? Uh, Give me a short one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't need to read one. Let, let's let my dad read one. This will be good. This will be good. Read this one, Dad. Which one? Oh, that's a wall. Okay. Uh, by a privileged... Oh, not again. Just read it. Just read I'm, it. I'm, don't I'm be not... Too. I'm, this is... No. He, Just read the review. Oh, I don't believe this. <laughs> uh, by a privileged white man... Men. For privileged white men. One star. I'm not reading this. Just read it. I love this one. Okay, forget it. You, don't, you really don't want to read that one. Here, read this one, Dad. Read this one. Read this one. Uh huh. Okay. Well, this Just, is it's a it's a, a review of one star. Review. Yeah, read this one. Oh yeah. All right. This is a new one. Uh, meh. Four stars. <laughs> First ten minutes of the show was all commercials. Thank goodness. How am I supposed to make any money if <laughs> exactly. I don't commercials? What does he want me to do? Yeah. Do you want, all right. I could go bankrupt with it. I feel like. How much a, money have you sunk into this stupid show? Very little. You've sunk a lot of money into my stupid life, but not that much into this show. No, well, I'm talking about your, well, your life. All right. I feel like the majority of the show, when there's no guests, is just hyping how dope of a podcast Dopey is. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. What? Yeah, that, that it, it has to be shown that it's good by its own merit, not by talking about it. No, this show is about how, what a dope podcast it is. No, That's I, half the show. 
right. But everyone likes talking about dopey. That's part of the show. All right, okay, but it should come from other people, not you. When do I say it's good? Uh, that's you do it all the time. Well, I'm. The, I guess I'm the one who says it's good. You say it's wonderful. It's so terrific. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Well, I I do mean that though. So you're saying I I overly hype the show? I think so. Yeah. Oh, you're going to end DopeyCon 2 by saying I overly hyped the show? No, I thought DopeyCon 2 was over this already. This is it. This is, <laughs> this is it. still this, part this, of the yes, show? this is the end. All right, I'll ignore what I just said, everybody. I do like some of the guests, and Dave's questions and fun back and forth can be mad funny. See, that's wonderful. Long-time listener, but now just listen when he has a guest I like. Well, how does he know that he has a guest? He doesn't know. Uh, he doesn't know. Uh, overall, good show and a positive influence for people trying to get clean. Love, Amy Dresner. Wish she was a co-host. Wish she was a co-host instead of Ray. <laughs> he, she didn't write that. Ray, what do you think about that? <laughs> I, I wish she was a co-host instead of Ray. <laughs> she is a co-host, along with Ray. Amy's not on the show all the time. I'm sure you guys saw Amy in DopeyCon, too. I said... Why don't you just get Amy to do this today? <laughs> Amy lives in California, and she fears COVID more than you two. Anyway, fucking toodles for Chris. Do you want to say goodbye? Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Fucking toodles for Chris. Worst ending ever. <laughs>